victims, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. How are you doing this week, Eddie? We're doing Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. And we got Jay with us as well. What's going on, Jay Black? More Star Wars. <laughs> What's happening? And uh, as always, Brian. Uh, no singing from Brian, though. No, no singing from Brian. But if we're lucky, which is ironic because he's been referred to as the Barry White of the podcast before. So Exactly. <laughs> but uh, we might have Philip in for the second movie. He's got family stuff going on. Who knows what the future will bring, right, guys? Philip Who knows? may or may not join us for the main movie, but uh, we'll use. Some I may not even join you guys for the main movie. <laughs> we'll use we'll use some four letter words <laughs> as always. Um, so we're good. Uh, shit, let's jump right in. We got a lot to cover. We're going to record two weeks worth of shows tonight. So uh, I guess we'll start out with our guest here. We got Denny from After Midnight. I know that you're, I, or something tells me. I, I, I predict that at the end you'll tell us about all about After Midnight, but. What else do you guys have coming up on the show? Uh, are you mean like new topics coming up in the uh, 2018? Yeah, like what's what are you, uh, what are your plans for the new year? First of all, where can everybody find you? Uh, well, we are the After Midnight Podcast, available on iTunes, Brian Stitcher, and Beyond Pod. Uh, we delve into the uh, conspiracy theories, the unexplained, the supernatural, and the paranormal, and the un, uh, unsolved mysteries. We uh, we analyze these stories. We we try to see what makes them creepy, what makes them scary, and if they're real or not. And uh, we have a little fun doing so along the way. Uh, this past week, we did an episode on uh, – we did a film commentary for The Force Awakens uh, with Jay and myself where we uh, break down the movie and then kind of go into uh, our predictions for The Last Jedi because obviously it hadn't been released yet when we recorded it. Uh, this upcoming week, we are doing our Christmas episode focusing on The Shroud of Turin. And hopefully for 2018, we're going to be uh, unboxing some conspiracy theories that are going to be a little too controversial, like Sandy Hook, uh, Las oh, Vegas. Okay. Uh, we're, we're going to look at these uh, CIA documents that were released about the Kennedy assassination and one that they just happened to drop about Hitler surviving World War II. Uh, we're going to focus on uh, some episodes on medical marijuana, the war on drugs. Uh, all that stuff. We're looking forward to getting uh, all this done, doing a whole bunch of research and doing so. So uh, hopefully 2018, we're going to be able to get the show uh, back up a little bit more, uh, a little bit more frequently because we've been missing a few episodes here and there. Unfortunately, uh, you know, I do have an outside job uh, that's not recording and that's, that uh, seems to be taking up a lot of my time lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like 2018. You guys, are, if anything, are, are going to get a lot more ballsy. I hope nobody disappears. Uh, maybe Denny Lewis might actually disappear and might be replaced by someone else. Who knows? <laughs> okay, well, we'll uh, we'll keep our eyes open for you, man. 
So I'm Nick just, Lewis oh, Denny. Exactly. We might right. even be doing one on the uh, the Clinton family, on Hillary yeah. and Bill. So I just want to put this out there right now. I have no plans on ever killing myself. So uh, okay. if you guys no, no suicide in your future, huh? If you guys find me with uh, fourteen knives in my back and know the police say I killed myself, uh, <laughs> you know my stance on that. All right. Well, yeah, I don't know. 14 stat. Maybe you just couldn't get the right spot. You know, it took you 14 times because getting to your back is kind of hard. Do you ever hear this story about the uh, there was this reporter who apparently uh, uh, somebody had buried him alive? What? To kill him? Yeah, this was like from no, a couple of years ago. Apparently he killed he he uh, somebody had buried him alive to kill uh, to kill him. And uh, the police actually said it was a suicide. <laughs> wow. I think this dude was somewhere in, uh, I think somewhere in California. And then there was also, I believe, Gary Webb, another uh, reporter who kind of broke a story on, like, I think the drug war. Mm-hmm. And uh, police found them like uh, two gunshots to the to the back of the head and said it was a two, uh, suicide. Flexible guy, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. yeah. That yoga, first, that DDP yoga does wonders, by the way. First shot didn't work, huh? <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, listen, you guys know how the show works. Uh, Jay, what's the what's the coolest thing you've seen this week, man? Amazon Prime, which turned me on to a show called Bosch. Have you guys seen the show? Bosch? Never. Bosch. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's about it's about a detective in L.A. or in Hollywood. Um, it's 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 a pretty, pretty damn good show. What turned me on to it was a, a guy I worked with here. He was an L.A. Uh, PD during the 90s, you know, during like right in the middle, of, you know, like the Rodney King and the mm-hmm. – um, and, and and what's his name? OJ. So he was kind of like right in the middle of that. And his words to me were like, this show is legit. I mean, just the mannerisms of the cops, the lingo that they use. He said even, you know, where they film is an exact replica of, you know, of the precinct that in Hollywood, whatever. But it's 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 a really good show. It's really down to earth. Um, it has this the cop is played by Titus Welliver, Welliver? I believe. Welliver. Yeah, he okay. was in Deadwood. He was in Lost. I think he was the man in black. And lost. Yes. Sure, sure. So it's it, yeah, it's it's real good. It's it's a real good show. It just at first when I saw previews for it, I thought it was kind of like you know one of those cops. He's kind of like a half a bad cop, half a good cop, kind of like Shield. Mm-hmm. No, no, this guy is like straight, straight good cop, and you know he has like family issues and stuff, and then he's dealing with you know each season is kind of its own story, only its own case, but it's. It's in in, in in the in my friends' words, it's legit. It's a damn good show. Damn, I would say I'll have to check that out, but I don't have Amazon, so <laughs> I guess I'll have to listen to what you have to say about it. <laughs> it sounds good, Bosh. What are, what are you checking out, Denny? Uh, I got a couple of cools of the week. Uh, last week, uh, or it was earlier in the week, actually, I went to go uh, check out uh, James Franco's Disaster Artist. Oh yeah. Uh, had a great time with this movie. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, you guys have ever, uh, any of you guys ever seen The Room? Uh, many years ago. Brian. Uh, okay, so basically. It's been a while. Uh, so for people who don't know, this is basically based on uh, Greg Sestero's novel, a uh, book, uh, I guess, uh, memoir of Making the Room. It was called The Disaster Artist. Uh, and basically, the day, I, I could tell you guys a story. The day that. Uh, James Franco bought the rights to actually turn this into a movie was a day they were actually screening the uh, the room in Montreal and Greg Sestaro was uh, an actual guest there. Oh, wow. So he was there for a Q&A and he was actually the one who gave us the news that, yeah, uh, 
you know, Franco bought the movie earlier this afternoon. They're going to be looking to make it into a movie with him and his brother. Right. And he was hoping that he was going to be able to get a, a little role in the movie. Unfortunately, he didn't. But uh, it was a great little movie. Uh, it, this is what I love about certain comedies, especially like with this and um, and um, pop star. Uh, not very long, less about 90 minutes, which is a perfect length. You know, as soon as the movie feels like it's starting to drag a little bit, it's done. So it kind of ends on a high note. So I had a really good time with that. Also got to check out uh, three billboards to, uh, outside Ebbing, Missouri. What a great movie this was. Um, I, I love that it's it's it was a little more comedic than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But the jokes don't come at the expense of the story. And great performances all around, specifically by Francis McDormand and uh, Sam Rockwell. No shit. Uh, wow. Couldn't, really couldn't good. agree more. And uh, outside of that, uh, still listening to, uh, you know, in October, Liam Gallagher came out with his first uh, solo album, As You Were. Still listening to that. It was such a great album. And, uh, you know, his brother, Noel comes out with a solo another solo album a month later and it's like okay well who's gonna win this one and damn noel comes out with another great album uh so i've been listening to these albums you know back and forth for the past weeks on end i think i got most of these songs memorized and mm-hmm. another great album that i got uh, somebody hit me to that i just started listening to last week i didn't even know well first of all i didn't even know who this dude was harry styles uh i only knew this guy from dunkirk okay. apparently he's a singer he was in some boy band at One Direction, I think. Harry Styles? Yes. You sure you're not thinking of Harry Knowles from uh, Ain't It Cool News? No, isn't he your best friend? Didn't you guys yeah, go to the same yeah, comic book uh, place together? Austin, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I checked out his solo album. Uh, another great, uh, also very great too. A lot of good songs. Uh, a lot of songs that you wouldn't think would come from somebody who was in a boy band. Uh, you know, really good stuff. So if any of you guys still like enjoy listening to music, go out and uh, do people still go out and buy CDs outside of myself? I don't know. No, uh, very okay. few. Very few. Well, I went out and bought those CDs, so there you go. <laughs> uh, check that out. Outside of that, uh, nothing much. Uh, I'll tell you what's uncool, uh, the Montreal weather and leading to my cold that I'm uh, coming down with today. That's not good. Uh, Brian may have you beat on the weather. What what else is cool up there, Brian? Uh, it's definitely not the weather because um, we've had nothing but rain and ice for the past week i've never fallen as much in the past week that i had or in in my entire life in oh, the no. past week oh, yes no. but my cool of the week would have to be off of a uh, phillips recommendation from last week um the exorcist tv series yeah i i binged the first nine episodes um and definitely loving it and um, it's a nice continuation from season one, and I think there will not be no issues on whether the uh, the show will get renewed for another season. Uh, I'm almost confident in that. So you, and, you think it will get renewed for another season? Yes, I don't. I don't think there will be an issue like last time with season one. I just okay. I don't think they thought the show was going to take off like that with with the with the viewers. I don't know. I know nothing of this series. Is it? Is it? It's the same characters or revolve around the same characters from the initial movie or is it all just uh, the, the first season oh, okay um, is it the, does the, the first season just kind of retell the the original movie no it, it takes place after oh and, okay uh, yeah hey, don't don't want to like give it away because right? yeah don't want to give it away because there's some some twists and reveals and in, in there oh gotcha gotcha um, I, 
I haven't seen either. Is this no? I've seen the original movie, but I haven't seen either season one or two. Is it the exact same characters, or is this going to be something like uh, an American Horror Story, where it's completely different characters every time out? Uh, there's a character from the movie that shows up in season one, and the story revolves around that. Okay. Um, but there's an over overall um, story going on in the background with um, with the. You know, uh, demons. Uh, I, I, it's kind of hard without spoiling it, but there's a, a lot of people in higher places that are not who they're supposed to be or who they claim to be. Interesting. And, you um, mean like this goes all the way up to the Pope? Uh, possibly. Whoa! You're blowing oh, my mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, it, as the season goes, it, it gets it gets a little deeper. But um, wow! Uh, I have not watched the finale. I believe I believe there are only ten episodes season. So, but um, I'll I'll have more on that. And the other thing I think I I watched that you watched too, Lance, was uh, Netflix's Dark. You know what? That that's yeah, for the first time ever. <laughs> that's my cool of the week and my uncool of the week because I have no fucking idea. Three episodes no, in. Can you help me out? What the hell's going no, on? No, that that is why I brought it up. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but I seen that you were watching it. I am mm-hmm. probably four or five episodes in. Okay. Uh, by episode two, I was by the end of episode two, I was intrigued. Yeah, I'm intrigued. What was going on? Yeah, with well, the way they ended episode two. Yeah, but overall, I have no fucking idea what's going on. This is the weirdest show ever. Have you got? Have you guys checked it out yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I've not seen it. Man, I, I there's time travel and there's hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it. Is it would you, Brian, would you say it's kind of like a mixture between uh, it, Stranger Things, uh, the OA? Um, I mean, do you see elements of all of all those uh, in it? Yeah, it's a mishmash of it, it's different bizarre, shows. Man. Yeah, and it's on Netflix. Yeah, and it's. I thought it was gonna. I was gonna be fine with it, but the dubbed mm-hmm. voices is kind of distracting. It's at distracting, times. isn't it? Yeah, that's the problem. It's see, it's in German, and uh, I've been. I, I I tried watching the dubbed version, but it's like. You know, the voices are so off from the facial expressions and stuff like that. It's like really I think I'm gonna go yeah. back and start it over again, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just do subtitles. Yeah. Plus I think anyone gonna, who speaks same. German can't be bad. Yeah, uh yeah. you think so? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know one bad German. <laughs> There's some very horrible people in this show. <laughs> I don't know. Not say not say it because they're German, but <laughs> I think he's saying it because they're German. <laughs> Uh, it, it, you hit the nail on the head when you said intriguing. I mean, it's definitely weird enough that it's going to make me keep watching it. But I think I, I think I am going to do that. I think I'm going to go back because I'm only three episodes in. I think I'm going to go back to number one. I'm going to watch it in the original German, but with subtitles. And yeah. uh, and maybe it'll make a little bit more sense. I just don't know what to say about it yet. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely gonna because my wife caught a couple of episodes and she she had some questions and I just I mm-hmm. can't answer really anything because I'm not quite 100 percent sure. But uh, I think I'm right there with you, Lance. I think I'm gonna restart it, possibly with the subtitles. 
All right. Well, what did what did you guys think about? Uh, has anybody else seen now that it's done with its first season run? Anybody else seen the Orville? Um, I like the Orville. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm probably two, three episodes behind on finishing it. But um, no, I I love the Orville. It's I, it's um, it's sort of half serious, half comedy. It's right. not. It's not just a, a goofball, you know, screwball type of thing that you would kind of expect from from uh, McFarlane. Um, some of those stories are they're kind of they, they take this shit a little serious, but it's like um, I think you and I were talking last before. It feels like they got characters from this time frame and just mm-hmm. threw them into the future because they make so right, much references right. to nowadays and, you know, pulp culture and all that. But, you know, there's no way McFarlane's ever going to get away from that. That's just, that's just the way he is. So I don't take it too serious as I would Star Trek. I don't put it up there where, you know, I expect the characters to be as developed as them or whatever, but I'm uh-huh. actually having fun with Orville. Yeah, I'm almost tempted to say it's the best Star Trek show on TV right now. <laughs> paid or not right yeah i hate to say that but i'm loving it man a lot of the they don't always follow the prime directive but then again which enterprise crew ever really did yeah but the exactly. storylines to me just are so much more star trek than with storylines in discovery so far yeah you know yeah. i know yeah. that's a weird thing to say but uh no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on it. Uh, uh, Discovery seems to have it's like one long, just one story. Sure. Where, where Orville, it's episode to episode. It's something new every time, like Star Trek was. Correct. Yeah, very next generationy, wouldn't you say? Exactly. Exactly. All right, Brian. Well, I know it's probably a short news week because of uh, all the all the movies we're covering. But we got any got any stories, man? Disney buying 21st Century Fox. Um, talk about took talk a, about the empire, huh? Yeah, t- <laughs> jotted down a quick couple quick notes. Um, they purchased it for fifty two point four billion dollars. Do you say fifty two billion? Fifty two point four yes. billion. Now, if Whoa. I remember, they when uh, they were doing, uh, I guess, uh, their due diligence and and seeing how much all the assets were worth. I think they said mm-hmm. uh, Fox was worth sixty billion, and now you know Disney yeah. only buys it for fifty two. How did they get a deal? Because uh, Fox, Fox will retain Fox will retain Fox. Fox is retaining Fox News, Fox Broadcasting, and also okay. Fox Sports One Fox and Two. Fox News they can keep, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Well, well, let's let's just say Fox knows how to do news their right. way. Uh, but the good thing is they also kept Fox Sports because we we see that Disney does not know how to handle the sports channel. Mm. Now they have ESPN and right, yeah. right. and ESPN is sinking fast. Okay. Yes. Um, Disney also receives uh, the Fox Film and TV Studio Library. Wow. Which includes um, properties such as Fantastic Four, X Men, mm-hmm. Deadpool, mm-hmm. Avatar. The Alien franchise, the Predator franchise, Planet of the Apes, Ooh. The Simpsons, and they get the original theatrical version uh, versions of Star Wars back. Hmm. So awesome. they completely own Star Wars, which okay. my son will be happy about it because we watching uh, the the original trilogy. He had a lot of questions right. of some certain uh, CG aspects mm-hmm. that was popping up in the movie that even he knew didn't belong in the movie. Right. So, um, 
I got a quick story on that, and I, Denny and I talked about this on his on his podcast last week. Mm-hmm. I was at a Goodwill maybe three four years ago, and they had, and I didn't have a VCR at the time. Uh, I do now for whatever reasons, but they had the original Star Wars movies on cassette, all three for five dollars. Oh wow! And I didn't buy it, and I keep every day I punch myself in the nuts for not. Yourself, huh? <laughs> Last weekend, we went to an antique fair in Sacramento. I'm walking by and I see the exact same set. There it is sitting right there. So I tell the guy, I was like, all right, how much you want for it? He said, $20, but I can do 10. I said, how about five? He said, uh, how about eight? I said, how about five? He said, all right, five. So fucking yeah, I grabbed it, okay. handed my $5. I'm walking away. I'm talking to my daughter. I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, let's see if he was kind and if he rewind. Right. So I pull out New Hope. It's rewound. Fine. I pull out the box for Empire. Nothing in there. I'm like, oh, you uh, fucking kidding me. So I took it back, gave his $5 back. And he said, just come next week or I'm sorry, three weeks. So they do like every three weeks. He said, I'm going to find it. I'll still give it to you for five bucks. So fingers crossed and see if I can get him for $5 again. And, and, and I can show my daughters the original versions. Now, these were the remastered for tape, but it was before the special edition. So it oh, is the cool. originals. So, so these, no these were big. No CGI Jabba that Han Solo's walking nope. around and stepping on his toe, right? Nope, nope. Oh. This was prior to them coming out when okay. the when these tapes came out. Yeah, this was basically uh, the uh, the laser dick uh, laser disc <laughs> conversion. <laughs> no, that's the Baba Dick. <laughs> Bob Dick. <laughs> these were the laser disc conversions from uh, from ninety four ninety five, basically. Yes. So you're yes. gonna you're just gonna get like a little bit of a cleaner look at the original movie, which yep, as right. I promoted, I I think we talked about it on the show. If you just mm-hmm. look for the uh, Star Wars trilogy, the specialized edition for you, know, you could get those for free online. Yeah. Somebody basically. Uh, took all the Blu-ray versions, converted them and stuff like that, and took out all the um, the added scenes that were, you know, added throughout the years, and basically made the original untouched movie, but cleaner looking now. And since he doesn't own those movies, he just gives them away for free online. Cool, interesting, awesome. Um, a couple things here. Also, Fox, uh, Disney also. Uh, um, they also get in a deal FX, the channels FX and FXX. Mm-hmm. And well, one thing that I thought no, no was... More F, no more F words on the FX shows then, huh? Uh, one thing I thought was really interesting, because we had talked about Disney starting their own streaming service. Right. Uh, they have also obtained 30% of Hulu, oh, which wow. they have already owned 30%. So with the 60, they have controlling stake over Hulu. Oh, so just instead of creating their own, they can just throw all their stuff on Hulu then probably, huh? Yeah, a lot of people are saying that, um, they might just go with the Hulu Hulu mm-hmm. name or just rebrand mm-hmm. Hulu. So yeah. Disney Hulu. In, instead of basically starting from scratch the own, their own division, they'll just basically be like, okay, we'll just take Hulu and it's now officially ours, so we'll just yep. you know put yes. everything there. Okay, exactly. that makes sense. And Jax so. is now a Disney princess. Right. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> the, monop- the Monopoly man is back in town, huh? Everything old is new again. We're back to 1920s economics again, huh? Yep. Woo. Well, this is going to be this is going to be good, I guess. And net neutrality is dead. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody well, got their wallets handy. Well, <laughs> I live in Canada, so it's fine. I'll be okay. 
Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> this will this will be good for I guess uh, for a lot of people because everyone's you think uh, so? once this happened. No, no, not net uh, neutrality, but the the buyout. But because uh, a lot of people already you know going nuts for this X Men Avengers crossover, sure, mm-hmm. sure. and you had Hugh Jackman coming out saying, "Well, you know, if we ever you know if we could ever if we're ever allowed into the Marvel universe, I'd be willing to come back." And right, yeah, like, I think they're just going to redo X Men though. I don't. I doubt they'll bring you know. Any of the old guys will let that die on its own. They'll probably just revamp their own X-Men and just maybe just like right. slide them into the Avenger movies or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I've got an idea who could play Wolverine. Tom Hardy? No. Much better. You got it, Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> I missed that. Uh, Wolverine that guy is, with a Keanu that, voice. That guy is a versatile actor right there. He can do it all. <laughs> Um, with, with, there wasn't really much news. Uh, I thought we'd just uh, bring that up. So, uh, yeah, that is all the news. All right, Jay. You ready for us to take, take our little trip? Uh, let's go back to where I used to live when I was a kid, down to the trailer park. What's the uh, first new trailer to talk about, Brian? First one we're going to talk about is Alita Battle Angel. This stars Rosa Salazar, Isa Gonzalez, Jennifer Conley, Michelle Rodriguez, Ed Screen, Marshall Ali, Jackie Earl Haley, what? Casper Van Dien, Jeff Fahey, <laughs> and Christoph fuck? Waltz. Casper <laughs> Van Dien, where did they find this guy? <laughs> I haven't seen this guy. Right? <laughs> you had me at Jeff Fahey. <laughs> Holy uh, this, shit. Uh, this will be directed by Robert Rodriguez and produced oh. by James Cameron. Okay. Wow. Now, I didn't see this one, guys, but you got my attention, so... What's this all about? Uh, anybody want to take this? Because I believe this is based off of an anime that I'm not too familiar with. Definitely looked like it. I actually caught yeah. this trailer this morning with uh, The Last Jedi. Uh, it looked really good. Uh, I'm yeah. taking it. What was it? Uh, Gloria Salazar? Uh, the actual Rosa. Elite, Rosa. Okay. Oh, is she actually? Yeah. Uh, is she actually that character CGI or is she based like on the real girl and how she looks? I do not. I'm not familiar with with the actress, but I know there was some questions that Robert Rodriguez was asked about why the the character's eyes are so big. He wanted to keep that uh, that look of an anime character hmm. with her. So okay. not, because she <laughs> not she sure actually she looks like that. Yeah, because there was some moments where it's like I didn't know if it was a real person until you kind of get to see like an up close look at her face. Uh, yeah. But the premise does it does seem. Pretty interesting. Are these supposed to be like uh, robot cyborgs? Like, uh, uh, what's that Ex Machina movie? I'm, I'm assuming that's some, the kind of vibe I got. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks really well made. I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, you got now, James Cameron attached to it. So, does it bother anybody that the main character does look CGI while everybody else is real? I mean, they didn't go real like Ex Machina where you know they just. CGI the body parts and kept the real face, but here you can clearly tell it's that um uh that motion capture motion capture. Yeah, 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 you can clearly huh. tell. I mean, it looks like the actress just with bigger eyes. So I don't know if they felt maybe if they just did the eyes, it would look weird, like Superman's mouth, and said, "You know, fuck it, just do the whole face." You know? <laughs> yeah, mustache thing, huh? Yeah. It it definitely looks interesting. Like mm-hmm. I said, I I, I want to know. I'm I'm not all the way on board because I don't know what the story's about. But it has okay. a great cast. It definitely right. yes. 
Um, we so got a release. Oh, go ahead. No, so with this going on, what's what's the story with uh, the – isn't he supposed to still do Escape from New York or something? Um, the last thing I've heard is that he the script is done or at least close to being done and uh, mm-hmm. John Carpenter is okay with the script. Well, that's probably all we need to hear, right? What about oh, yeah. Machete? Is, is he still doing those movies? Probably not since the last one bombed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, personally, I would like to see Machete in space. Right. Oh, but that, that, that's, that's, that's just me. Okay. <laughs> but is Carlos Estevez still going to be in the next Machete movie? Ah, he's yeah. got to be, man. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Carlos. <laughs> Uh, Alita Battle Angel will be in theaters July 20th. I, I would check that out. If, if, if mm-hmm. nothing big is coming up against it and uh, it's a cheap Tuesday, want to watch something, I would go check it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, you, uh, Denny, you guys don't have movie pass in, uh, in Canada, do you? No, we don't. Uh, basically, they just give us the scene program because that, technically okay. it's like only really two big movie chains here. We got uh, Cineplex Odeon, which is like the oldest one. Sure. Well, technically, it's a conglomeration because like you used to have Cinepl- uh, Odeon and something else, uh, famous players, and then they converged. And now it's just basically Cineplex and Guzo. And I think I mentioned this last time. Guzo was one uh, highly questionable because it may be run by uh, uh uh, specific Italian-oriented uh, stereotype people, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. in, in Canada, huh? Yeah, so okay. uh, uh, basically it's those two, and like they just offer us like um, uh, like incentive, like uh, point system. So it's like if you buy a movie ticket, you get 100 points. Basically every 10 movies you get to see a free one. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Keep it simple. Yeah, so um, I have like four thousand points saved up. I'll probably use them all on over yeah. my vacation to see uh, the Last Jedi or something. I don't know. And, right. I, and I got and I got to say, uh, four thousand of those points probably come from The Force Awakens, right? No, I already spent all those points. Because <laughs> like uh, they 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 uh, I cashed in. I think the last movie I cashed in for was like Ghostbusters. Because I definitely wasn't paying uh, to see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you kind of did. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I paid. I paid in seeing that in more ways than one. Yeah, because that was two hours of my life I didn't get back. Can't get that back. Um, our next trailer we're going to review is the second trailer for Ready Player One. Ooh. This stars uh, Ty Sheridan, Olivia Cook, mm-hmm. Hannah John Kamen, T.J. Miller, Ben Mendelsohn, Simon Pegg, and Mark Rylance. Directed by. Steven Spielberg. Oh, I was very happy to see our boy Orson Krennic yep. in another movie again. But outside yes. of that, all these jabronis could go go. Fuck <laughs> the movie looks all right, but like I like literally have like I have no interest in seeing this movie whatsoever. I read the book, I enjoyed it, but like yep. literally with this I movie, I'm, the book too. I'm I have no interest in seeing it. I do. I, I you know what I, this. I do too. You know what this movie seems to me? And I, you look at everything you see. You see the Iron Giant, the Back to the Future sure. car. You see all these other things. It's like when you were a little kid, right? And you said, okay, I got my Star Wars figures. I got my He-Man figures, G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. I'm all going to put them in the same world, and I'm going to play with them as in one story. That's what this movie seems like to me. It seems like you just took all your, your Voltron. You just took all your toys, and you, you just mashed them together. You had G.I. Joe meet Star Wars and all that. 
and this is and this w- reminds me of playing as a kid like that, and I'm fucking so down to see this. Wow, great! And I like the fact that they're CG. So when you go into the Oasis, it's mm-hmm. not that you're seeing the actual an actual person. They're you, they're CGI people, so it's okay. it, it's like this this uh, this battle angel, this last one where you know she's the CGI with the real people. You actually you get that inside, and I act, I think that's kind of a cool move instead of just having a new actor play the same guy when you're in the Oasis. I like that idea. Yeah, well, there's only one Oasis I respect. Then, <laughs> what is that? Wherever Ray is. Well, I no. guess there's two oases. <laughs> okay, there's two oases. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. I, I love the book, and I'm. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I thought the trailer reminded visually. The trailer was pretty much what I pictured reading the book. And mm-hmm. anytime that happens, I'm like, I'm. I'm on board. What about you, Brian? Um, I uh, just bought the book. I haven't read it yet, but um, I'm definitely. Uh, I'm I'm into it. I, I have heard that there there are some issues with the main character. Does not look like how he's described in the book. Yeah, is he fatter? Yeah, he's uh, overweight and pimply and all that good stuff. But yeah. you know, I mean, what Ty Sheridan isn't this the kid that was in uh, Mud way back when, or, or am I thinking of somebody else? The one with yeah, uh, that's him. Oh, yeah, Mud, that's okay. him. Okay, he's, yeah, he's also been uh, a lot of stuff lately. Yeah, yeah, he's also Cyclops in the X Men movies. Oh, really? Yeah. I got oh, no problem. That's right. He's a pretty decent little actor, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Oh, and how cool was King with that shot with King Kong? Mm-hmm. King Kong you guys, got nothing on Ty Sheridan. You guys, uh, you guys catch Chucky in there? I missed it. Is that yeah. who that was? No, the, yeah, he's, oh, in, he's in there. He's in it, but I oh, missed it. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking. About. As soon as you said it, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's like, I don't. It's like a quick, uh, quick glimpse. I don't know if he's like spin kicking somebody or something. Yeah, but. yeah, he's doing something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> you said uh, Chucky. He's in. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, release date of March 30th. So uh, not too far away. Yeah. Which is also, I think, uh, isn't it? Um, What's the big release in April? Isn't that supposed to be uh, Avengers? Avengers, yeah. Mm, Avengers Infinity is May. War. Oh, okay. Oh, May. is it May? Yeah, yeah, Avengers, I think, is May, yeah. I thought something big, really big was coming out in April. Is uh, it Solo? Only, is Solo coming no, out? Solo is in May also. Solo is yeah. uh, Memorial uh, Weekend. Uh, the only oh, thing the I can think of is that, that New Mutants movie. I know that comes out in April. Yeah, because hmm. normally April is uh, Fast and Furious month. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In February belongs to Disney's uh, uh, live-action uh, uh, cartoon classic. What's coming out this year? Is anything coming out this year? Is it Aladdin? I think we uh, talked about this before. I thought it was pretty weird that you know uh, Disney uh, t- took uh, Han Solo took the Star like Han Solo off of December to right. put it in May, and they're replacing it with Mary Poppins Returns. Oh fuck <laughs> that shit. I yeah. thought that was very weird too. It's like you already established this as a Star Wars month in December, and it's you, you know you're going to replace it with Mary Poppins, like uh, a character well, like nobody has seen since like the 60s. Okay. Yeah. Well, isn't Star Wars going back to going back to it's May? Going back to it's going back to December for Episode Nine. Oh, but it the Han is. Solo movie is only coming out for May. So oh. actually, Han Solo is coming out in about five months from now. Oh, so yeah, when the, the, the Last Jedi the big, comes out on Blu-ray, Han Solo comes out in theaters. There the big go. April release is Rampage. Uh, with- oh, <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> oh, man. All right, moving on. Uh, the next trailer we're going to talk about, actually, uh, is there probably... Uh, the- yep. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> I kind of, if you didn't watch it, it's cool. I kind of threw it in there at the last second. It is uh, the 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 new trailer for um, the Alex Garland directed uh, Annihilation. Oh, dude, this one, uh, definitely this... my most anticipated movie yeah. this year. Yeah, this uh, has. Uh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say this gonna... has. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, <laughs> I was just going to say this has another great cast: uh, Natalie Portman, Oscar Isaac, Tessa mm-hmm. Thompson, Jennifer right. Jason Lee, Gina Rodriguez, Benedict Wong. Yeah, I was going to say, has Poe Dameron messing around with <laughs> old man Anakin's wife? That's right. <laughs> and they got oh, some. Man, so they got some, uh, So it's Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson. Who, who yes. are the other chicks in this movie? Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee and Gina Rodriguez. Gina Rodriguez, isn't that uh, Jane the Virgin? Yeah, I believe I so. so. Okay, so. so they got some some nice uh, some nice chicks in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I I am I am all all in on this movie. It it looks great, and it looks like it's going to be a very like the story. Like I already want to know what what is this thing because everybody that goes into this area where you're not allowed to go into no more. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. People need to go crazy or die of cancer or, you know, something different happens to every group that goes in there. And yeah. it's got it's got me hooked. I definitely want to. Check is it, it is it kind of like a, a different reality sort of sort of like a like Stranger Things type of thing? I'm not like sure. Yeah, it's kind of got that vibe. Right. Yeah. yeah cause, uh, somebody I think I watched it with my son and he was asking me, is this even on, on the same planet? Mm-hmm. Huh. So well, it looks I, like I something. Even... On one scene, it looks like like a meteor or something. It, it comes to Earth, so I wonder if it's like opening or creating a, a like a like a sub portal or something like that. And I, those type of movies, I, I really like that. That's why Stranger Things is good. Where you have like kind of like that that alternate window to another world. You know, it's those one of like Insidious movies. That was one of the things that I really liked. Insidious, where he kind of transferred over to the to the ghost world and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. So yeah, I'm definitely on board for this movie. Yeah, and then then you got the images of the. It looked like they used to be people, but they're like plants yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. The guy was like all red and shit, huh? Yeah. So yeah. definitely interested. And you got a little aliens type of scene where that monster comes out mm-hmm. right next to Natalie Portman. So yeah, that's cool shit. <laughs> What's the uh, hey Denny? Let me ask you this one, man. What I don't know how much you guys uh, have if, if you've covered this on After Midnight or not, but what's the theory that uh, I think it's been proven that like the molecular movements of one atom somewhere in in one place can affect atom an atom somewhere like on another side of the universe or in another place or. Like you, you, you every, must have us confused with like a science uh, podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There's a theory here, and it has to do with the force too. So it it kind, uh. of, it kind of uh, goes in with our Star Wars theme here. But there's a theory that every atom is connected to each other, like on a subatomic level. Okay, I, I, we haven't covered this, but I believe I did read about this because somebody uh, there was an article that said that the, the, the possibility of the force may be real. Okay, so this is kind of that. That's the impression I got with Annihilation is that it's like in the same place, but it's different places at the same time. Hmm. It could I be. Know. I guess I would have to go back and watch this trailer. I, I yeah. I, just... I mean, I just uh, it, to me, it just it seemed like it had a lot to do with some of the scientific theories that I've been you know hearing a little bit about lately. But I don't know. Whatever it is, it look it looks cool as shit. Yep. Well, our, our last scientific episode we did was the Hollow Earth. Uh, so uh, yeah, that was a good one, man. I, I don't I know if we could. That. I don't know if we could actually label that as science. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I like the theory. 
I really do, man. I, that was that was actually one of my more favorite uh, after midnight shows in the last couple of months. All I could say is just wait till we get to the moon. Yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that one because we got some crazy stuff lined up for that. Nazis on the moon. <laughs> uh, Nazis on the moon. Is the moon actually there? Oh, okay. Could be just like a, a, a light, huh? A projection. <laughs> oh, okay, you're, you're you're freaking me out. <laughs> you're blowing my mind. <laughs> Annihilation. Uh, this one's also coming soon, uh, February twenty third. Cool. Not too long to wait. Oh, and that is our last trailer. All right. Well, this is uh, the part where we we would normally have uh, Philip do listener feedback, but we're gonna. Because of how many movies we're covering in the Star Wars saga, we're going to push that back a few weeks and jump into our featured attractions. So, yeah, Patrick, uh, they're not going to read your fourteen thousand feedbacks this week. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a big one in a few in a few. Weeks. So, uh, you guys ready? You guys ready to start out with uh, the Force Awakens? Oh yeah. Ooh. All right, Force Force Awakens, directed by J.J. Abrams. Of course, uh, as we all know, also known for 2009 Star Trek and also uh, Super 8. Uh, the writers were J.J. Abrams with help from Lawrence Kasdan. Larry uh, K. In a, in a, now, this one, you're, you're going to like this one, Denny, because we've talked about this movie before. In a real-life parallel to the film, you remember Fanboys? Yes. Uh, Mark Hamill and John Boyega successfully lobbied J.J. Uh, Abrams to allow Star Wars fan Daniel Fleetwood to see the film before its official release. As Fleetwood had been diagnosed with terminal cancer, and he was not expected to uh, live to see the actual uh, theatrical release. So he got shown a, a screening at his house, and uh, he died on November tenth, two 2015. Um, now this is interesting. I want to know what you guys think about this. Before Adam Driver was cast as the uh, the infamous, uh, as we now know to be the head the head villain, uh, a couple of other people were considered. What, how do you guys think this would have worked out? What about Michael Fassbender? Um, that uh, he's too old. He's too old, <laughs> and his his dick is too big apparently to be uh, Kylo Ren. I don't know. That's what I heard. All right, how about how about Hugo? We I, I would go for Samara weaving. But how about Hugo Weaving? Way too old. As Kylo Ren? As Kylo Ren. That makes Ren. no sense. And, uh, yeah. That, yeah, he's a little too old for that. Okay. And unless, the same unless, age as uh, Han Solo? Yeah, unless Kylo right, Ren wasn't right. wasn't their kid in, in the initial concept. Hmm. That's the only yeah. way any, any, of those char- any of those actors make sense. That makes no sense for those guys to be playing a young Kylo Ren. That, that would make sense. That would make sense. All right, final piece of trivia before we jump in. Uh, Harrison Ford cried. After seeing the film for the first time, him and the rest of the world. <laughs> Maybe he cried because he realized he's going to miss out on those Disney paydays after oh, this. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Actually, you, uh, another piece of uh, of uh, info I didn't even know about this until a few weeks ago, and I think I posted it somewhere online. But uh, Sinertia Ronan of uh, Brooklyn and now Ladybird fame was actually oh yeah Hannah. The- Final and Hannah was the the finalist for the uh, for the role of Ray. It was actually down to her and Daisy Ridley. Uh, wow, you know, I, I love her, but they, I'm sorry, Daisy Ridley's perfect. Well, that's the thing. It's like uh, I loved uh, Sinertia Ronan in uh, in Brooklyn, and it's like I could, I, it's very tough to imagine her in this character role and how things would have worked out if it was like if if it was her would you know 
because uh, they're they're I guess you could say both their careers kind of took off around the same time because I didn't know who Sinertia Ronan was until Brooklyn. Right. And they both came out around the exact same time. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think they chose wisely in all cases here. I don't think I don't think they could have cast this movie much better. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Totally. This this um, was uh, uh, this, I didn't really even know who John Boyega was before this movie either. And, you know, I, I don't know who else it could have gotten to play Finn in this role. The all uh, these all these all the casting here was was top notch. Right. Well, Jay, you want to why don't you get it started, man? Tell it. Tell us what you thought about this one. Ooh, Force Awakens, not really a big fan of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, in the grand scheme of things, when you when you line up all the Star Wars movies, this this one uh, ends up lower on the totem pole for me. Okay, it's it's actually my favorite. Yeah, I know that's where we really differ. Um, uh, wow, it's just it. There's a lot of subplots that I didn't like. Um, the super weapon, how easy it was to d- dispatch pretty much everybody in the world. That was one of a, one of the pet peeves of mine. I just didn't. I thought it was just too easy, too clunky. Um, the the character uh, uh, Phasma was not one of my favorites. The fact that she actually gave up everything for every just because uh, Han had a gun to her head. Okay, I'll drop the shields and you can come right, and kill right. us all. It's like you're a warrior. You should give your life for the Force Order. That's how you really presented yourself. You know the a real that character who Phasma should have been said, pull the trigger, asshole. You're not getting in. Your mm-hmm. your friends aren't getting in. They're going to come in and they're going to get their ass handed to them. Um, so it just it just it, I. I like characters. I love the Ray character. There are there are a lot of things in it that I love. Han Solo, the best Han Solo I've seen since Empire. I actually like this Han Solo better than I did Return of the Jedi. Okay. Um, you can tell Harrison Ford was having so much fun with the character. Um, he really enjoyed the part and you know playing the part and 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 all that. Um, aside from that, it just it just didn't. It didn't give me that wow factor like the original trilogy did and like Rogue One did. It, I just walked out of it not sure. I went and saw it another two or three times, and I still wasn't. And I, I, I gave it its due. I mean, I've watched this movie quite a bit. I want it. I wanted to like it so much, but I just I can't get past it. What you didn't you didn't like the battle with uh, Kylo Ren and, and Ray at the end? No, I did. Like I said, there's certain things. Man, there's certain things about the movie that I like, but it's just the whole. As a whole, it just it didn't piece together for me. It really didn't. Well, shit. Okay. I kind of I kind of didn't like that battle at the end. Really? Well, yeah, because the- it it just for him to have been trained under Luke and then Snoke and how he was easily bested by someone that never picked up a lightsaber. I understand she what well, she's going to how become. Powerful she is, man. Yeah, but. I, I, I don't know. I, I, it was too quick for her Dude, to. Metaclorians, come on. <laughs> I, I, Brian, I agree with you to a to a to a degree where she. I think it had more to do with him, and when he killed Han Solo, we you know this guy is, and I really like the Kylo Ren character. I really do. He's very conflicted. He really has no idea where he is. It, it just mm-hmm. reminds me of a line from Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. And when she said, "What do we do next?" He's like, "I don't know. I'm making this up as I go." Go along. That, I, I kind of feel that's how. Kylo Ren is doing it. And so when he killed Han and he's realizing that she is powerful, he's really stuck. He doesn't really know what to do. And it's really throwing him off his game. So 
I, that's why I, I'm 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 okay with the lightsaber battle between them two and her getting the upper hand. It's just that he's not ready. He's not emotionally stable enough. He's not that one track like Vader was, like Darth Maul was. They can just go into a attack and kill mode and put all emotions aside. He, he's he's just not that yet. So that's why that that battle was so balanced and then turned to her side. Denny, what do you think about Ray, man? Uh, I hated her. No, I'm just joking. I love this character. Uh, this movie, man, is just. It's so weird to think this movie, if this, what would have happened to this movie if these, if these new characters didn't work? Right. You know, and like, thankfully they all do. And they all like work perfectly, you know, because, um, you know, Ray is just so, she's so lovable in this, in this movie. And we, we kind of discussed this on, uh, the episode that Jay and I did for after midnight where we did the, uh, movie commentary. It was the little, little nuances in, in Daisy Ridley's performance. And we, I, I talk about a few scenes in this movie that just sells me on the character. And, and the first one is, you know, where, where she and BB eight are talking at, uh, at, uh, at, on the Jakku and at the market. And she's talking about like how her parents will come back for her yes, someday, yes. you know, and she gives like this little smile, like she's trying to convince herself yeah, they will someday, you know, and, and when you see that, it's like it's such a great character moment that it's, you know, you just fall in love with these characters. And it's the same thing for, you know, for Poe when he, he kind of gets excited when he sees Finn and then just stops short. It's like, hey, you're wearing my jacket, you know, yeah. uh, it's these great little character moments. And with Finn, it's, uh, you know, it's it's um, it's that scene, you know, where he where he kind of breaks Poe out and he's telling him, I'm breaking you out of here. And then Poe kind of calls him out. It's like, you need a pilot. And he's like, yeah, I need a pilot. <laughs> These are all great little character moments that like they, they, they endure you to the characters quick enough that you buy into. And the fact that you got the older characters in there, like Han, he's giving the rub to, you know, to, to Ray and Finn. Uh, Leia's giving the rub to Poe. By the way, these are all wrestling terms, by the way, for people, oh. <laughs> people don't take the, the, them out of context. Like, hey, I don't remember Han giving like Ray a massage on the Falcon. What's going on here? <laughs> but it's like they're using their star power, their equity with the fans to 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 pass it on to the newer generation. You know, mm-hmm. and the reason why I think these characters work is because of who you cast in them in the first place, because that's where we kind of get into it. it's like, well, what would happen if you had Sinner Sharon and playing Ray? Would would you have still had that same chemistry? Would you have still bought into it? Yeah, it's very tough to say. Uh, but this is actually uh, one of my favorite. This is like my second favorite Star Wars movie of all time, right awesome. behind Empire. And, yeah. you know. It, this movie to me is just, you know, I still remember the first time I saw it in theater. And when I came out of that theater, I was just like flying. I don't even remember how I got home that night, <laughs> you know, but I, I just remember. I, the force. I, apparently, but like, I, re- I kind of do remember how I got home, but I remember like it was like uh, my friend Jeff and I and uh, his wife were all in the car. And I literally could not shut up talking about this movie on the way home. And I was like, every time they were talking, I was just like waiting for my turn to talk. Like, 
I was like, like, I, like my friend Jeff kind of like looked in his rear view mirrors, like, okay, talk now. We know you got something to say. And I was like, oh my God, this movie's so amazing. You know? <laughs> and I'm still like, to this day, I've seen this movie so many times now. I saw it like 11 times in theaters, plus the amount of times I've seen it on home video. Mm-hmm, and right. it still holds up. Still There's holds not up. one, only one scene in this movie kind of bothers me and that's it and that's the scene with the wrath tars i still feel it it just feels kind of out of place yes in definitely the, it, it, the movie comes to a bit of a screeching halt because of it mm-hmm. but it happens so quickly that you're kind of like it it's there and then it's gone and we're moving on to something else you know <laughs> especially because it's like it's so weird because I, I enjoyed the, the lead up to it with uh you know the kanja club and all that stuff like that and then getting the falcon to 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 take off at warp speed yeah it's all great stuff but it's just that little stuff with the wrath tar in between that just kind of uh it just kind of annoys me it, it was a plot just to get everybody in the falcon and get the hell out exactly mm-hmm. that, it was sure. just that plot point it could have been done a little bit differently yeah. you could have easily even just had that done with with just kanja club and the wrath uh, without the wrath tars. you could have had kanja club come in uh mm-hmm. start wrecking stuff and they got to kind of get their way out of there uh, onto the Falcon because you know it's a ship in a ship. So yep. Yeah. And a little trivia there. Anybody? Are you guys fans of the Raid movies? I've seen them. Yeah, we the, those dudes were in the Raid. Yeah. Yeah, they they are the Kanja Club. The cast from the Raid was oh. uh, them. Yeah. Cool. And oh, still same, one of my same group, huh? Yeah. Still one of my favorite lines to to utter out from the movie. Even like in when I'm outside and somebody's like, uh, tell that the Ch- uh, tell that the Kanja club is still uh, one of my favorite things to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah for me, the first I half of the movie was great. The first half of the movie was great. I just, yeah. I did not care for the second half, you know, it except for a you. few, it really did. Um, you do have some great parts. You do have the emotional death of Han Solo. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Um, that was good. Um, the just the fight between Kylo and Ray, uh, for me, for the most part, it's Adam Driver's acting. It's just his emotional, just unstableness is is such a great thing. Those are those really stand out for me. Um, not a lot of space battle in this. I don't think there was really any. I think most of the fighting took place on the, on the planet, and then they probably you know. At the end, toward the end, they kind of zoomed away from the planet as it was blowing up. So for a Star Wars movie, there really wasn't any space battles. Right. So I, and that kind of threw and me I, off as well. I was okay with that, man. It was a lot more about yeah. introducing the new characters. <laughs> you know, like Denny said, bridging the gap from the old generation to the new. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, for me, it was a lot more of a uh, character-based film yeah. than, a, than a space battle film. And I was okay with that. Yeah, you know? it's, it, the, the whole purpose to me like of this movie is to get these new characters over it. And like I said, I believe they did because, especially with Ray, and I know I, I, we, it's it's an online joke with all you guys uh, with my my love for Ray and stuff like that. But <laughs> it's the fact that like towards the end of the movie when she's starting to do all these all this stuff, I no longer question. I'm like I'm in for the ride because for, I, I, yeah. I have that connection to the character. Yeah, like, I couldn't agree more. Jay and I talk about it on on that show. When we see the lightsaber come to her in that final battle, I don't, I don't doubt it. I'm like cheering for, like, okay, let's. I, be, I believe in it. When we see her at the end of the movie in the pilot seat uh, of of the Falcon with Chewie, a lot of people would be like, oh no, that's Han's ship, whatever. She shouldn't even be in the pilot seat. To me, when I see her in the pilot seat, I bought into it. I was like, okay, 
Ray, this is Ray's ship now. This is Ray's movie. This is Ray's series. Let's go from here. Couldn't agree more, man. Couldn't agree more. And as for uh, the, the 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 battle with her and Kylo, uh, we kind of also go into it there. There is an explanation for it in the uh, in the novelization where uh, you know Snoke tells Kylo that uh, if he kills his father, he's going to become even more stronger in the Force. Mm-hmm. But yes. when yes. he does kill him, he becomes weaker. Exactly. Now you could take that as maybe mm-hmm. because he become does he become weaker in the Force? No, I think he actually becomes weaker because of uh, because of the guilt over what he just did. Yep, and because he's become so weak, because of that, and plus he gets shot by Chewie, that's the reason why Ray was able to defeat him so easily. Yep, mm-hmm. because he's not in the moment. Can agree more. If he were, I think it would, probably would be a completely different story. Brian, any uh, any any special scenes in this movie that stick out to you, or any scenes that you kind of wish they hadn't put in there? Well, ones that I love is definitely the the when you get the first shot of a. Uh, Han and uh, Chewie that yeah. that just instantly was just Star Wars. All the all them all this nostalgia feeling for Star Wars was just right there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, you guys touched on it earlier. The them going with Daisy Ridley and John Boyega, I think, was a fantastic gamble right there because you know just going over like their filmography, like they they was no. I want to say there was nobodies, but. You know, to the public, nobody knew who they were. I mean, John Boyega's problem. I've only seen one film. Yes, that's the only movie I've seen. Daisy Ridley, I've never. Yeah, same here. Yeah, but but Star Wars (laughs) is famous for that, taking relatively unknown people. Mm -hmm. And uh, them bringing in other people like Oscar Isaac, Darmal Gleeson. Um, I, again, have a problem with the uh, Gwendolyn Christie, like. Yes. yes, they okay. built this they character up sure. so much to the point where I know that after the movie it came out, people were returning like toys and figures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <really>? exactly. <laughs> yeah, because they felt they they built this character. Oh, I mean, man. it has a cool look. She has a cool look. You know, she's she's a captain of, of the the first order, and you know, plus her, her role on Game of Thrones. You know, she yeah. kicks ass on that show. Yeah, and it's and it's. Then, been- it's it's also tough because when you cast someone as distinctive looking uh, looking as Gwendolyn Christie right. and hide her in a costume hide her, hide her and you'd it. never see her, it's right. like you expected more. I expect at some point we would have saw, uh, seen her without the mask, but yeah. for her limited time on screen, it's kind of like well, hmm. yeah, yeah. And I, I just thought no that sense, was man. I was I was definitely let down by that. And another little bit of trivia: Captain Phasma's name comes from the Phantasm, Phantasm movie, yeah, <laughs> which J.J. Uh, Abrams is a big fan of. <laughs> Also, by the way, uh, we, I think we talked about this also on that episode, is that uh, um, the, con- uh, the concept art for Phasma's costume was originally supposed to be for Kylo Ren. No uh, shit. But the, I believe Kathleen Kennedy liked it so much she wanted to use it for another character. So her, her costume only was done out of like concept art. Now, the whole point of her not being able to do anything in this movie is because they weren't actually able to get the functionality of the costume to, to work by the time filming started. So that's why we don't actually see Phasma do much in this movie, because apparently according to a lot of people, uh, Christie wasn't even able, uh, Gwendolyn Christie wasn't even able to get her arms up to a certain degree in that costume. (laughs) They should have just CG. Well, yeah, they should have just CG'd, CGI'd her costume. It. Yeah, well, I mean, we we could say, oh, they could have CGI'd it, but you know, 
the whole purpose, well, the whole selling point of Abrams and The Force Awakens was right. the majority of it was supposed to be practical. Back so everything faces. that you saw on screen outside of like maybe Maz Kanata and the ships yeah. was all, you know, practical. Well, if they could have done Maz Kanata as a complete CGI, I, I think they could have gave her at least five minutes of CGI fighting. You know, not even five minutes, three minutes, something. It yeah. could, but I'm guessing yeah. maybe with the with the fact that it's like, okay, well, we only have this character in for so long. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. Um, do you guys think it's um, a waste to cast a high-profile actor or actress to do a voice and they're barely even used? Because, I mean, before... This movie, she was a uh, she won the Academy Award. Lupita Nyong'o, right? Yeah, she uh, won the Academy Award for Best Actress for Twelve Years a Slave. And no, no, I'm okay with it. I'm was okay with Max von so. Sydow with his small cameo. I was, I, I was okay. Yeah. I'm okay with Lupita Nyong'o in this movie. Right. Uh, for the <laughs> amount of time she didn't, then the next movie we'll be talking about. I guess next week uh, with the amount of time that she's in that. Okay. okay. Well, actually, we're going to do that next, and uh, uh, guys, we probably should move on to scores because uh, Philip's just about ready to join us for the for the next episode. <laughs> so, you guys, you guys, ready to move on to score? As much as I love this movie, I could talk about it all night, but we gotta we gotta move on to the big one, guys. All right. Okay. So, who, who who gives the score first? I think Me? you went first, right? Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to go like six, six and a half. Oh, brutal, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's bad. All right. Next. <laughs> I don't even want to hear why. <laughs> uh, with the uh, amount of times that I've seen this movie and have it memorized, this movie, for me, personally, 10 on 10. I love this movie too wow. much. Wow. Can't be uh, is it me or you, Lance? Go for it, man. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Um Okay. It, I, I an, an, again another Star Wars movie that I had a lot of fun with. I just had a couple. Of, I don't know. It's just I feel like there's no set when it comes to the Force. There's no set guidelines on what what the power powers are. It, sometimes I feel like they they go they just add them as they go on. So, <laughs> okay, maybe, and I, maybe I don't know. I. Maybe, maybe we'll if there learn was back- more about that in the next movie. Yeah, maybe if there was backstory on what she knew, what the Jedi was, and right. what they what what their powers set was, maybe I would be okay with her, like knowing what to do as fast as she could knowing what to try, what to, what to attempt to do, you know? Yeah. But overall, okay. overall, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, you know, they introduced us to John Boyega, which I I've seen other movies outside of this since he's came out in this. And I think he's an underrated actor and um, yeah, you, they brought back, the originals, you know, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, and you know that was amazing to see, especially in the screen for the first time. So, all right, well, I mean, for me, this is uh, this is like the crown jewel of, of of the entire Star Star Wars saga so far. I'm I'm giving it a nine point five. Wow, it's, uh, far and away my favorite of the uh, of the Star Wars movies so far. But I'm hopeful Chapter Nine is going to be even better. Uh, or maybe even the one after this, which we're about to find out. So, you guys ready to move along? Let's move on. That's warp speed. All right, Light cool. speed. All right, cool. So, guys, that means uh, now it's that time for the moment you've all been waiting for, the big movie. 
And, uh, of course, The Last Jedi. And guess what? Philip was able to make it for this last part. Phil, how's it going, man? Uh, good, man. We're doing uh, Christmas with the family. Sorry I couldn't make it uh, for the rest of the show. But uh, I really, really wanted to talk about this movie. So cool. I'm glad right. I can make it for this part. Well, let's uh, let's dig in then. Um, so we got director and writer was Ryan Johnson, also known for Looper and Brick. Uh, some little bit of trivia here. Mark Hamill. Uh, I'm sure Denny has a lot more for us on these, but uh, I'll, I'll, get, I'll cover the couple I found. Mark Hamill to- told Ryan Johnson after reading the script for the film, "quote I pretty much fundamentally disagree with every single choice you've made for my character." Now. Having said that, I've gotten it off my chest, and my job now is to take what you've created and do my best to realize your vision. Strong words from uh, Luke himself there. Uh, Definitely. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix turned down the role that eventually went to Benicio Del Toro. Oh. And uh, final piece of trivia, as, as we all know, the film marks the 40th anniversary of the Star Wars franchise. So... Uh, Last Actually, Jedi. another piece of trivia, by the way, yeah. uh, this is Benicio's, uh, I believe, second attempt because he was offered a role in the prequel trilogy uh, that did not go his way. No kidding. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I, I, I'll probably like him better in this one. Yeah. Well, which role was it, Denny? They didn't specify. They just said it was uh, he was uh, just uh, up for a role in one of the prequel films and basically uh, it just didn't go his way. So that. Could have been uh, maybe some Jedi. I don't know. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> yeah. Jedi number four, huh? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, Denny, you've, you've been uh, you've been our guy so far, man. So you want to go first on this one? So uh, let's just uh, pull behind the curtain. Uh, this is like, what, the third day the film's been in release, technically second. Uh, I've already seen it now three times in three days, uh, twice within 12 hours of each other. And after the third viewing, this movie still holds up to me. Mm -hmm. And I really like this movie. I love that it was uh, it was bold enough to try new things, even Mm -hmm. though for some people they feel like it didn't really try anything new at all. Uh, It turned things on its head. It took uh, as a fan. And I know and I what you know, what bothers me the most right now is when I got home, I was so high off this movie and I had friends sending me messages telling me how much they hated this movie. What? And the reason why they hated it was for the exact same reasons that I loved it. Right. And that's the fact because we all went in with our own preconceived notions on what was going to happen after The Force Awakens. What's going to happen with Ray? What's going to happen with Luke? What's going to happen with this big meetup? And it basically took all that and just turned it on its head and it went in a new direction and a lot of people did not like that. I, on the other hand, did because... It, it kept me guessing, and it, it was just like within the first – actually, you know, after that first battle scene that we saw, mm-hmm. I was already completely hooked into that universe again. I was along for the ride, and for a two-and-a-half-hour movie, didn't feel like two-and-a-half hours at all. Actually, maybe the middle portion kind of did drag a little bit, but didn't yeah. really feel that long at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll agree with you. That, that opening scene, that's, that was epic. That, that yeah. was you, you, and that was a good thing. That was a good thing to have that because then it grabs you and you're automatically like Danny said, you, you're, you're in for the ride. You're locked in. Um, it definitely was a completely different feel of a Star Wars movie. 
And it, I've only seen it once. And it took me some time to actually really contemplate and think about that. And did I mm-hmm. actually like it? You know, when I first came out of it, I really wasn't too sure. Right. And I think because it was so different, um, unlike Rogue One, when I stepped out of Rogue One, it made me feel like a kid again, like I was watching New Hope again. And it was that whole Star Wars adrenaline, fast paced. This movie definitely is not the fast paced, the George Lucas. Uh, what was his what was his term? Uh, faster, faster, more, more intense. intense. Yes, definitely was not that com- really different feel to it um a lot more comedy than i think a lot of people and then me through them yeah. because i think everyone's perception was this is going to be a dark movie and right. honestly it really wasn't it was very light hard now it did have its moments it, it had a, it has dark moments for sure it, it does have its dark moments but i would say the general feel of the movie is more lighthearted, uh a little bit more comedy than i think i would expect from a star wars movie not saying that i totally disagree with it just it, it, it's very different i think people need to watch this a couple of times i think they need to think about it before they get their thumbs working instantly as soon as they see the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i uh i i can see where a lot of people think that it's maybe too much comedy i think they mm-hmm. did a good job of um throwing it in as comedy relief and uh not necessarily it's it's not Thor Ragnarok, you know. It's not yeah, a comedy. Yeah, I, I agree. Just, the, yeah. the the comedy in Thor threw me off. If you remember, guys, I thought here it was perfect. It was just yeah. the right amount and at the right moments. Well, and I love Thor Ragnarok, but I went into it looking at it as a comedy. This obviously is right. not. Um, <laughs> man, I loved it. I loved it from the get go. Uh, there was uh, it, it. It did keep me guessing the whole time, uh, which kept me engrossed in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe some of the CGI was a little hokey, but that's uh, that's really my only gripe. Um, yeah. there, there's one CGI scene here, and I, I noticed it like right on the the first viewing. That kind of bothered me, but we'll kind of get yeah. into that in spoilers. Yeah, well, yeah, and I'll I'll go with one right now. Those little bird things that I'm sure they created just to sell toys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that they, I mean, they look like little stickers. I I right. I don't I don't feel like they. If you're going to create it to sell toys, and don't get me wrong, it's pretty cute, but man, it was super CGI. No, those were those were majority practical, actually. Yeah. Really? They yeah. look kind of two-dimensional to you, Philip, huh? Yeah. No, yeah. They, they were, uh, were kind of weird. I mean, I know they were just kind of thrown in there for sort of a comic relief thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know what? I Into the movie, when you see the toys and you kind of see the little previews, Sure. You kind of think, oh, these things are going to be annoying. They're going to be the super comedy relief. Yeah, they really, so they, they, yeah, they weren't. I didn't, I didn't mind them at all. Any scene yeah. with them was, I was like, okay, that's fine. You, they didn't overdo it. Yeah, well, they Johnson, it apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very good, very good paste on those guys. Well, that that was the good point uh, part about the porgs. You, we see them. They're there, but they don't really play a factor into the story. You know, it's not like uh, a pork comes in and saves the day for everyone. That kind right. of leaves everybody like, oh, okay, that's not. Well, that's ridiculous. But yeah. it's like you see them, they're there, but they don't really factor into anything. They, they don't jar yeah. it up. Exactly. No. I, and the only the only character that I really uh, am not, I'm still he was okay. Finn. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm not a huge fan of that dude. Come on, man. Ah, uh, he's okay. I liked him better in this one than I did he's the Force Awakens. Fins, fins are every man. He's like you or me getting thrown into this universe, man. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, 
But I, I don't know. He's he's just he's just not doing it for me. There's there's a scene in there that I can't talk about where I thought he was. I was like, okay, all right, now we're doing okay. something. And <laughs> so we'll 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 talk about that. It didn't a little quite bit, happen. Huh? Yeah, Brian, what were your what were all your thoughts, man? Um, coming in this, um, I was really high on this movie, and um, I I I might have to watch this on a second viewing. I had a few issues. Coming out of the theater, that oh, I want to watch it there again. was a few CGI issues, and okay. there was a few uh, plot points that I was just kind of like, "What is yes. happening?" I'm with you, Brian. But overall, I had I had a lot of fun with this. You know, the atmosphere in the theater—it was straight Star Wars. It was a—I don't know about your guys' theater. It was a madhouse right. in my theater. Oh yeah, yep, and, um, definitely. I did like the 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 new addition of characters like Laura Dern yes. and uh, Benicio del Toro. I thought uh, I really enjoyed his character. Getting more than that, and um, mm. <laughs> I like I liked Rose. I thought he Rose was, he, was a great yeah. Addition. Rose yeah, was great. Benicio, I, he he was quirky, and I and I liked it. It was it was something different. Yes. Benicio, and, uh, the character of DJ, uh, really, really, really did rub me the long uh, the wrong way. Yeah. I, I okay, and I don't know. How Benicio came to that? Uh, oh, I guess we kind of revealed. It's not really a. <laughs> it was unnecessarily really quirky. <laughs> uh, I don't understand what was the deal with the stutter. Yeah, was he was he Porky Pig? Was, was <laughs> he, is he, is he I, slow or something? It made right. it, it. I didn't see any reason why this character needed to be like. You know, I think that he they wanted just to make him unique, or maybe it was his own thing he came up with. But I think he was just trying to be, like you said, the quirkiness, trying to develop that quirkiness a little bit more. Let let him really stand out between your you know your normal heroes. Well, you could have found another way to make him unique without having a speech well, impediment well that's why i wanted when we get into spoilers i was going to ask you because i know denny you've seen the the, the animated series the, yes. um um there was a lot of rumors that his character might possibly be somebody else yes really and um, okay. we're pretty sure that, that that's not the case anymore that, okay. that, which okay. kind of was one of the things that a lot of people you know were bringing in their own baggage with like oh my god uh dj is this person well we find out he's not oh yeah. this person is this person we find out they're not and it means nothing really so it's okay. kind of like we're just going to take all your preconceived notions and we're just going to show we're just going to do it our way okay. right but um yeah overall i had i had a lot of fun I, I this is a nice continuation into the story and um i'm definitely looking forward to the next episode Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I I knew I was going to enjoy it, or I had a good feeling I was going to enjoy it. I I, I definitely like uh, the other films that Ryan Johnson has done, and it's another mm-hmm. one we we talk about this all the time, guys. How they take somebody who's done you know mainly lower budget, more independent movies, and start giving them bigger budget stuff to work with. And um, seems like he from from the way the the way it was filmed, I got the impression that he was able to. Maintained quite a bit of creative control over it, which I really liked. Um, I fucking love this movie. I, I really, I really enjoyed it from the v- opening frame, where it was like, okay, I'm back in the Star Wars world again. And then, of course, you had the, you had the scrolling, which you didn't get in Rogue One, but you've of course gotten in every other movie. And I was immediately back in, back in the, uh, back in the universe. And then in that first scene, I thought, God damn it, Poe Dameron, he is absolutely my favorite Star Wars character. You right know, and then and then and then we'd get to Ray and I'm like ah Ray's my favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> you know and then, and then they did a lot goes, more character development with Poe in this one I liked it ah, I love yes. it man I, I really did 
And I love the fact that he was dressed a lot more like Han Solo. Like Han Solo, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I, I thought Gleason did a great job of hamming it up as uh, I General lo- Hux. I, lo- I love yeah. Hux in this movie. From yeah. the beginning. Um, the, if anything, I've, there's a couple of characters that I'm going to say got, got short shrift. We can talk about that later. But, uh, yeah, guys, for the most part, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, this is one of those I'm ready to go out and watch it again, like right now. I'm, I'm ready to see this one again yeah. over and over and over again. Great movie. All right. Scores? Yeah, Philip, we know you got to move on, right? So, well, no, we'll, we'll, we'll go in order. Uh, you, can, you can stick with us, Phil, through the spoilers, right? Yeah, oh, I can stick with you. I can do some spoiler. Uh, I'll start the spoiler conversation, but let's roll through uh, scores real quick. All right, Danny, what you got, man? Uh, after the third viewing, like I said, this still holds up. I didn't even say if I loved it or not. I actually really <laughs> did love this movie. Uh, upon walking out, I would give it a... I, I, I think I scored it about a 9 on 10 walking out the first time. And after the third time, uh, it does drop a little bit because of that whole middle portion, which we'll get to in the spoilers. And it doesn't even right. drop by much. I would probably give it like... An eight and a half. It might go back up to nine with even more viewings. Uh, but this movie did really need to, to be, I think maybe about 15, 20 minutes need to be cut out of it. And uh, it would have been a very, very, very tight movie. Right. Agreed. Oh, my turn. All right. Um, yeah, I agree with Danny. Yeah. Eight, 20 minutes. Definitely. There are some scenes in there. I think the mo- whole movie could have done without um, upon. I definitely have to see this movie again, and I hope to do it this weekend. Um, first viewing just because I need to watch it again. And I think there's a couple of subplots that I may have missed that I'm not understanding. And maybe we can get into that into spoilers. But right now I'm going to go seven five. Seven five, okay. Yeah, yeah. hoping that on my bad. second that's viewing, I'm going to get up to an eight. No, so I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's great. I think that's somewhere what like a B, B minus somewhere, and that's mm-hmm. his first viewing. Yeah, that's solid, man. It's hard to score it, you know, walking out of the theater. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, I love this movie. I, I, I was, I was trying to come up with negatives, and that's where that whole last review came from. But uh, I, I loved it. I think that it. Um, may rival some of the best Star Wars movies out there, like the original trilogy. I, I to me. agree. I agree. It's I'm gonna give it right now a nine point five and uh it's wow. probably only Whoa. gonna go up from there. Wow, that's that is high. That is it was that is it real. was solid. I, I left feeling like <laughs> that buzz and goosebumps and it was great. I loved it. Hard to go up from nine point five, right? Yeah. <laughs> um I agree with what everybody said as far as the positives, but like I said, I had an issue with how they handled some of the characters in this movie, and then there was a couple scenes where the CGI was just really wonky and kind of funny looking. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's going to, my perception is going to be different on on future viewings, but um, I did have fun overall. I mean, it's Star Wars, (laughs) so I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a strong eight. Eight, not too bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that uh, I had no, I had no problems with any of the effects at all. I had no problems with any of the CGI. I thought all of the acting was uh, was completely on point. I think Ryan Johnson's direction it needs to be given a lot of credit here because I really think these characters interacted very well together. I really love the way that they uh, they gave everybody their own storyline. They did like I said there's a couple of characters that I would have loved to see more of, but I mean, yeah. you know, it was already two and a half hours like you guys said, so like what yeah. else are they going to do, you know? Yeah. Um I I 
like this movie a lot better than I thought I was going to. My favorite Star Wars movie of all, of all time thus far is uh, is is not going to be this one, but it is going <laughs> to be The Force Awakens. So, needless to wow. say, I love the direction that Disney's taking these in, and I give this a good, strong nine. It's easy, 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 easy top five of the year. Wait a minute. Your, your greatest move, Star Wars movie is The Force Awakens? Force Awakens, I give a 9.5, man. Oh, wow. What uh, do you give Empire? I love it. Uh, well, well, Empire, we'll get into that on our next show, but uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about that then. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm going to give... Uh, I guess we're playing time travel here a little bit, but yeah, I would probably give give Empire probably eight and a half. Okay, yeah, maybe nine. See, this ranks up there with Empire for me. All right, let's do yeah, uh, spoilers real quick. I got there's about some, five there's minutes. Par- there's some parallels to Empire with this, but I love the way that they offshot from those parallels. They set you up for expectations that never happen because mm-hmm. it didn't exactly parallel it in the way that that my mind thought it was going to. I thought it was genius. Yeah. Well, and parallels are going to happen. I mean, it's it's that's sort of the point of the whole Star Wars franchise. You know, it's all about the force and the balance and uh, things are going to happen that mimic other movies. That's sort of the point of it. So I don't understand why people get so upset about that. Uh, But yeah, let's do let's do spoilers. So here's our spoiler alert. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. My 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 only real gripe about this is Snoke. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Like a bitch, didn't yes. you? Yes. Well, yeah. because not not the way that he went down. I'm totally okay with that. I yeah. understand. I, I know that there's a big question out there. Why did Kylo Ren kill Snoke? Because that's how grab the it power. worked. Man, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if it was to grab the power. I, 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 so? I, I think Snoke was right on par when he he was criticizing him like, like he was his little bitch, right? But, well, right. Yeah, because he's won't forget. Oh, go ahead. I'm, he's right. He he is very conflicted. Kyle has no idea what he's doing. Absolutely mm-hmm. no idea what he's doing. Super he's emotional. Torn. Yes, yes, he's torn between yeah. Ray. He's torn between Luke. He's still torn between Han, and Luke, he obviously Luke, has anger management issues. Exactly. <laughs> so in that moment, I really thought that it, that was a sincere moment with Ray. And when I when don't know about that, I, I think it was more sneaky than that, man. No, no, no I, 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 I agree. Think it was it sincere. Was sincere. I think yeah. it was sincere, and then when Ray rejected him, his strong emotions uh, took over again, yeah. and okay. that's when he grabbed that. the power. He didn't even want anything to do with the First Order. Remember, he said, "You, it's just Ray, it's just you and me, let's get yeah. the hell out of here. Fuck yeah. all these people, let them do what they want to do to each other, and let's get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. She How rejected cool him. That, and he, that was. That right. it's, yeah, but like you said with Snoke, um, it's... It, <sighs> My problem with Snoke is if he would have been more of the wizard behind the curtain, really no power whatsoever, just manipulating the shit out of out of Kylo. Sure. I would have been okay with that. But he was so powerful 
And he really didn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I I, I get the twist. You want to add like, oh, this guy is so powerful. He's like the emperor. But no, now he's gone. Yeah. So maybe I just need to think about it more or discuss it with you guys more, watch it more. But because he was so powerful and he went out so quick, it wasn't how he went out. That would have been the perfect way for him to go out. It's almost a Darth Vader-esque style. Yeah. Right. It's just you never got anything out of the character. Exactly. Once you finally see him, he's gone. I was like, you never oh. find out who he is. He's he's <laughs> such an interesting character, and there was that big question of who is who is uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. You know, yeah. And then and you never find out. He's mm-hmm. he's, he's nobody. He's dead now. Yeah, well, yeah. Denny, Denny, the, what are the, your what are your theories, man? The other the other thing I loved about this scene was uh, well, first of all, with with Snoke and Ren, you know. Kylo does it because as soon as uh, Snoke tells him, you know, I uh, the reason I guess we can really reveal this now. There was a connection between Ray and Kylo where they kept seeing each other through the force. Yeah. And we find out that Snoke was the one who's manipulating it all. And Snoke tells Ray he did it because he was able to manipulate Kylo's uh, insecurities and show him to Ray. And when he says that, you could see, like, you see Ray's reaction, but in the background, you also see Kylo's reaction, too, which yes. he doesn't like. And then when Kylo's tell, when, when Snoke tells Kylo, I sense there is resolve in you now. The conflict is over. Mm-hmm. So he tells him to, he tells her to kill Ray. I got the sense, like, on the third viewing, when he says the con, like, I sense the conflict gone in you, in Kylo's mind, he's already resolved. Yeah, my conflict is gone. I'm going to kill Snoke right now. Yeah, right. he made mm-hmm. up his mind, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and Snoke probably thought he meant Ray, right? Exactly. I yep. think Snoke okay. misread that. That makes perfect sense. Uh, it does. Who mm-hmm. Snoke really is, it, like like Phil said, doesn't really matter now because he's gone. And that mm-hmm. was like another thing that a lot of fans were like, well, who's Snoke? You know, well, what's his importance to all this? I don't mind that Snoke is gone because – by doing this, you now firmly establish Kylo Ren as your number one heel in yeah. this movie. And once you do that, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, Kylo completely changes and becomes unhinged. I like him and, way better oh, in this movie than The Force Awakens. And that's Kylo what, like, is a mean motherfucker. He's crazy. Yes. And, like, yes. What, what, and what Jay says, like when he reaches out to Ray and he's sincere, he's telling her, hey, let the old things die. You know, we can we can right. start this. So, by the way, I love that scene because it mimics everything from Revenge of the Sith when when Anakin does that to Padme mm-hmm. saying, hey, we, we could take over the galaxy and, and make it yeah. our own. And the fact that Ray turns him down and he's his reaction is like, you're still holding on to these old things. He becomes unhinged. Mm-hmm. And then you see him like he just starts to fall apart. And that once you get unhinged, that's your number one bad guy in this movie. And the fact that Ray, that's what I really loved about this movie. At the end of the movie, you're your number one baby face. You're, these are all wrestling terms, but your number one baby face <laughs> and your number one heel are now clearly defined. Clearly, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then I know another issue was uh, is going to be Ray's uh, origin, and that she came from nobody. And, I love uh, that. Yeah. Oh my I do god! Too. I love so that. You, it doesn't have to all just be the bloodline, you know. Yes. Actually, but it's, since since it I got can be anybody, since I got uh, Jay on online here, we we uh, we did a show last week where we did the. Uh, the Force Awakens movie commentary on the After Midnight podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Beyond Pod. Not Brian Stitcher, but the Stitcher podcast uh, thing. <laughs> um, but we were talking about this, and we discussed Ray's parentage. And I told him, if she's not Luke's daughter, I'm going to be very disappointed. And okay. now that we know for certain that she's not, 
I could fully say I am. I was completely 100% wrong because okay. the fact that Kylo's like, your parents were nobody, you're nobody, you have no place in the story whatsoever, and then at the end of the story, she is now the beacon of hope. Which is yes. awesome. For the new generation. Yeah, there's no was amazing because it shows you that even a nobody be- can become the guiding light for a new generation. Mm-hmm. So and she there's a little t- the last Jedi right now, yes? She would officially be the last Jedi, yes. Yes. Well, and, 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 that, and that anybody can be. Did you guys catch that on the very last scene with that little uh-huh. kid? Yeah. Oh, well, he just, he's walking and he just. And he force grabs the broom, and you're like, yep. fuck, I love that scene. That did was, he force grab it? He, he force grabbed it. Okay, my wife yes. was saying that. And I didn't I, I was like, no, he didn't. Right. He was just holding it up and it was supposed to like mimic a lightsaber. I didn't it know he force grabbed him, it. Like, That's it awesome. Kind of, the the yeah. broomstick kind of meets him halfway because his hand is not even completely it's right. like a few inches away from the broomstick and you kind of see it move towards him. Well, he must have had a high metachlorian count or something, didn't he? No, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I, 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 got, I got a jet. Sorry. But, All right. Uh, Thanks for joining yeah, those us. Were, those were my points I wanted to hit. Love this movie. Uh, it, may, it may be my favorite in the next couple of years here. Cool. All right. Later, guys. All right. Later, later man. Yeah, see, hey, guys, I was equally convinced. I knew in my mind that, that uh, Kylo and Ray were brother and sister. That's how fucking convinced yeah. I was that 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 she was uh, that she was his sister. So nope. I, I'm really glad that neither of those two theories turned out to be right. Yes, yes, I love that she comes from nobody, and they in fact that they impressed that she was even sold by her parents. Oh, that is even better for a bottle of hooch on top. I kind of didn't right. really like that. Yeah, they sold her, they sold you off so they could buy some more booze. Sure. <laughs> yeah, which conflicts kind of with the story because he says they're buried on the on jakku just in some unmarked grave or something like that doesn't he say that yeah then who who was the ship that was flying away in her in her in her um in her inner uh scene first movie? it probably could have been them they went to go drop her off and they were drunk and like three seconds yeah. later they probably crashed that Crash. ship somewhere. <laughs> you think so all right okay now let's uh, can we get into luke skywalker yes luke well, Oh, sorry, do you want to get into the, the major thing at the end with Skywalker, or do you want to kind of touch touch on the island first? Hey, you can uh, we, we, yes, whatever you yeah, want to do. Let, let's start with the island. Go ahead, Denny. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, one of the things, one of the little problems that I had with this movie was the little, the there was a little too much comedy in it for my taste. And I agree. When, you're, when I was watching it for the third time, I realized, okay, the, there are certain jokes I would have pulled out. Yes. And the first introduction of Luke Skywalker, where he does toss the lightsaber over, I would have oh completely my. gotten rid of. Oh, you know what? I, I whispered over to my daughter, Denny, you're not going to believe it. He's going to throw that thing. And sure as shit. And she just looks at me and gives me like, what the fuck? Uh, you could just look at the way he was looking at that lightsaber. He wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. I don't know why I had a f- strong feeling. I had the force feeling, but I knew he was going to toss that goddamn thing, but not yeah. like he did over his shoulder. Like I thought he was going to like toss it to the side or something. Exactly. Like I was I, the, the, the toss over the shoulder to me was like comical where I would have like, had him just like, just like drop it on the ground and leave. Oh, or just toss it like he did in Jedi, right? Like he's I'm yes. done with this. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I can agree with you on that. That did get a lot of laughs, though, in my theater. Um, you, get, you guys think they went a little little too over the top with that one, huh? Yeah, there was a little too much comedy. Uh, there was. There's a lot of comedy stuff in here that I, I, I didn't really... 
uh, like I enjoyed the comedy at the beginning with Hux and Poe and stuff like that. But sure. Then with like the little wacky things with like uh, uh, like that with Luke. And I think there was like another one later on with um, um, uh, it's uh, on like the uh, on the Cano bite stuff, like the whole all this comedy stuff with with DJ to me was kind of pointless. Maybe, maybe that too whole many, too scene, one liners you know, and whatnot. That is yeah. that the the Canto bite the whole Casino Planet. Yeah, For I me, I think it. they, I think they could have done without it. Honestly, I think, no, I fucking love they, it. They, they lost me on that one. Uh, no, really I agree. I had me. fun with that. A lot of the stuff on Canto Bite to me should have been trimmed out because it was a yes. lot of it was pointless. I hated, uh, I, I hated this this whole subplot with, um, you know, where like they go and um, uh, release like the um, those racing animals, I just mm-hmm. and then they start I, racing I them throughout the that. city. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that, that was thought so that was pointless. Fun. I no, that was it was fun, man. It was just so weak. That could have you could have trimmed that out. And basically, that whole subplot is pointless because they they're sent there to go and get sure. a specific decoder. They leave with just a decoder, and basically the okay. whole point of getting him, they don't even accomplish that mission. In, like at the very end. So, like, what was the whole point of that subplot? But wait, hey, wait a minute though, guys. Aren't 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 you? Don't you think it's possible Benicio del Toro was the guy that originally had that emblem on, and maybe he lost it in a bet? Against that douchebag guy? It's a, yeah, you know what? That is a possibility. That was my first thought. I mean, they never explained that, but uh, that would make sense to me that that was the guy they were originally after in the first place. It, it's possible, but I, I didn't really take it that way. I thought Justin, um, the, that was the actor, Justin Thoreau, who was playing the uh, mm-hmm. original decoder that they were looking at at the casino. When right. they when they announced that they had casted him in the movie, it's like people are like, oh, who's Justin Thoreau going to be? And it's just like, oh, he only has two lines in this movie. Sorry about that. Guy. Right. Looks like he's like out of the 1930s or something. Right? <laughs> exactly. I did like the look of the casino. That looked all good. I but love like, the look of it. I thought it was I thought it was a lot of pointlessness. It was, that was very. You know what? That was very George Lucasy. I thought. Oh yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, that that <laughs> I figured something like that would come from show. Lucas. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. By the way, speaking of pointlessness, <laughs> what was the whole point of that forced cameo for Maz Kanata? Just to say, oh, you need a decoder, and I'm um, I'm in a trade this uh, union dispute right now, and it's like. 30 seconds and then she's gone it's like i i was watching that's like did she really really need to be in this movie no no not at all no 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 the middle like it was i think we're all kind of green maybe different lance who loves every minute of it the middle was it was just it 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 really slowed the movie down although the movie was slow paced in the first which is again i have no problem with that really it just it really stopped the story for the most part. I mean, there could have been a different way for them to sneak onto the ship instead of have that whole Canto bite uh, uh, okay. or even use another character instead. It's like I was when I was looking at this and they were like, you need a certain decoder. You'll find him on Canto bite. And it's this guy, DJ. It's like instead of introducing DJ, this guy who's to me was kind of pointless in the movie. You could have used already an established character. And to me, when I was That's seeing I that, was I was thinking, Lando would have been perfect. Perfect. Uh, I thought I saw something like that coming too, man, or a family member of Lando or something. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. He would have been perfect for that. Although back to your back to your theory, Lance, that he could have been the guy in the whole the whole time. I think that would make more sense. He would probably be somebody that would have uh, hung out at uh, Maz's place from Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. He seems like he would have been in that crowd. So it's possible he was the guy in in the, the whole time. 
So am I the only one who thought that uh, Gwendolyn Christie just really got the shaft in this? Yes. No, 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 no you're, you're correct. You're correct. And, and I think we could firmly establish now that uh, I think she is officially done with this series. Yep. Man. That was a waste of a character. So I, I hated her in Force Awakens. Not yes. the actress, not just the way her character was written. Very poorly written. Very, I would put Jar Jar over her. Jar Jar, I think, was utilized a lot better in the <laughs> no. prequels. No, no, I mean, I'm, no, I think his character was utilized a lot better than her character was in this. Mm-hmm. Just so disappointed in how she, her character, was written and treated through both movies and i'm almost kind of glad she's out one thing i thought was cool when finn blasted her and it just bounced right off her off her mm-hmm. outfit that that's what i thought cool. she was going to be a badass that was cool yeah i just yeah I, yeah i wish she would have been turned out to be like kylo's kind of you know attack dog. well kylo doesn't need an attack dog but maybe, uh, let's say maybe uh hux's attack dog yeah yeah you, you know yeah that would have been cool some good infighting there you know yeah yeah so but Brian- she, she basically gets like the han solo treatment in this movie where like uh okay we're done with you we're gonna drop you down a giant hole <laughs> uh, never to be seen again yeah, yeah, yeah. like boba fett brian what was your what did you thought think was like the 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 weakest part of the movie the the whole Supposed of death of Leia. I thought that was right. I, I hated that entire scene. Oh, okay. really? <laughs> yes. So, so that was my thing, Danny. So I'm glad you saw the movie a second time because I figured you passed out for ten minutes when that freaking happened. When you saw her just be blasted out the window, I'm like, I thought this movie's dead. been on for ten minutes and they just killed Leia. Holy yeah, shit! I, I, see, I didn't, well, no. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that her dying. Okay. Uh-huh. But her turning into a superhero and flying through space, yeah, what was I, 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 I yeah. hated that whole. It, it just, it, I don't know. It bothered me. It well, really bothered here. me. Here's the thing. I we we had actually talked about this on the previous episode with Jay on the After Midnight podcast, where I said I really hope we get to see Leia exhibit some more force power or some mastery of the force outside of just sensing things. Yes. And we saw that and she basically was able to kind of force pull her way back onto the ship is what we're seeing. (laughs) I know a lot of people took it as like the Superman moment, but it's like, okay, maybe it kind of is, but it's like, okay, now we actually get to see that Leia actually has a little bit more strength in the force than we're led to believe. I I agree. Which Which to me, I really liked. I, I agree with you. If you look at Han, you look at Luke, Leia, and Chewie and all them, if there's one person that has more drive to live and to fight, I, I think Princess Leia, it, it beats them all out. You know, Han has his luck. Han has his skill. But she's the one that has that drive to just fight, fight, bite, punch, whatever. So for her to fight sure. back and tap into that force and come back from there, I was I was, I was, was really fine with it. Um, I was actually a little relieved. It was like, well, I can't believe they fucking killed Princess Leia. Oh my god, no way. But mm-hmm. it would it was kind of cool that Kylo didn't do it. He couldn't do it. And then it happened, and I figured that was going to freak him the fuck out. But for her to come back like that, I was cool with it because it's Princess Leia. What? What? <laughs> One thing I noticed is that when on on this viewing is like when she's pulling herself back in and you have like uh, uh, Billy Lord and you got Poe Dameron at the window and they're seeing this. They don't seem pretty astonished that they're like she's able to do this. They seem it's almost like it's Tuesday for them. It's like, oh, you you open the door again or something to get her back in. It's like if you if I had just seen this, this general who I've been 
you know, following for years, do something that incredible, I would yeah. be beside myself right now. <laughs> not not be like almost look like I'm kind of bored with what's going on. Yeah. Especially with Billy Lord, and that she has like the the acting ability of a mop. She she okay. was like. Speaking, hey, speaking of Billy Lord, answer me a question, guys. Isn't that Carrie Fisher's daughter in real life? Yes, it is. Okay. It is. Did you guys notice the hairdo? The yeah. little the little mini hair buns. Yeah. Yeah, the cinnamon buns. Yeah. She did. She does look a little bit like her, but yeah. I notice every time like Billy Lord's delivery is it's pretty much like she just seems bored throughout the whole entire time, and like I've never seen her in anything else besides this in The Force Awakens. Yeah. So, uh, do you? Uh, she's on some show called Scream Queens or some something like that. She was an American Horror Story cult. I never saw Scream oh. Queens. Okay. Can you confirm this, Brian? Uh, I tapped out of both shows. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember her from Scream Queens. A cult. I kind of remember. She was a uh, Lance, the uh, Evan Peters' uh, sister or something. Yeah, she, the babysitter. Uh, yeah. You got to kind of go with it, Danny, because if okay. Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia says, "Put my daughter in the movie." Right. You, yeah. You, you put your you put her daughter in the movie. Yeah. You're you're you got just kind of got to roll with that. There you there you have it. <laughs> so uh, where where do you guys think her character goes from here, uh, Princess Leia? Or general. That's a hell of, I, I, that's the million dollar question. Yeah, I, don't I know. can only assume. Uh, I was just talking about this with somebody else before we came online, and it's like w- the only thing I could you, we don't have her for episode nine, unfortunately. Yeah. So the only thing I can think of is that episode nine is going to be a bit of a of a, a time jump, like okay. maybe a couple of years, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll just explain that you know maybe Princess Leia just passed away. Rode off in, or rode off into the sunset, huh? Exactly, without ever having without ever having to see her again, because right. uh, at least we don't get to see like her actually pass away on screen, and it's uh, you know we see that she's already old, so a bit of a five year mm-hmm. jump would probably both like okay, she passed away from old age or whatever. Ah, okay, so now we're even more inspired to follow her lead. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Or can you guys help? Okay, the, the the last probably issue that I had with the movie was why were they chasing them at ten miles an hour for like half the movie? Why didn't they? I must have missed something. <laughs> no, they why can't explain yeah. that? I just didn't understand the science behind it. Okay, so basically, I, well, that's the thing too. I never understood there's the 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 science of uh, they're able to track uh, tra- uh, track them through t- uh, hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was fine with that. Kind of weird. But yep. which is fine, but it's like, okay, they, they say, oh, but they could track us through hyperspace. Well, how can they do that? And they don't really explain it. Just say, well, they could track mm-hmm. us through the, the dreadnought ship. And it's like, well, how is it still doing it? But they never explain right. it. Um, Star, but Star the fact Trek that would have done a much better job of explaining it, guys. Yeah. But the only reason they, they kind of chased them at half space or half speed was because um, the, re- the rebellion ship was trying to stay out of a specific – they were trying to stay with, out of firing range. Uh-huh. By maintaining a certain speed, and basically it almost seemed like uh, the First Order, at least the Hux was like, oh, if they're going to do that, then we'll just cut down our speed too, and we'll just, you know, we'll hit them with shots to remind them they're here, because eventually they're just going to run out of power, and they'll right. be easy picking. I, I it almost seems that. like, once again, with, a big problem with, it. with yeah. Huck, his, his hubris, once again with hubris yes. in this movie, got the better of yes. him. Because we see that at the beginning of the movie, where he's kind of like, oh, look, that little uh, X-Wing thinks it's going to take on a, a Dreadnought. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and, you know, Poe goes in and destroys all their uh, their cannons. Yep. And all of a sudden, it's not funny anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I just... 
I, I understood why, because you needed to stretch out the story. You needed for Finn and Rose to do their thing. You needed for Ray to come back. You needed all this to happen. Mm-hmm. So I understood. And I understood they wanted to break away from the parallel of Empire, where the Millennium Falcon is just being hunted and hunted. And it's right. fast-paced. And, it, and it's, it's extremely fast-paced. And they're always trying to find him. And then they find him. And then he gets hidden again. And then he finds him again. So I, I, I again to break like someone said break away from the parallel i get that i just i didn't think it was a good story plot it's like just overtake him and get rid of him you have well, be that, done with it. that was the weird part too when you you're paralleling it to you know empire uh-huh. you know the fact that they lose uh hyperspeed uh you know in empire it makes han have to rely on other skills and his yeah. cleverness you know yeah. whereas this it's like no this is just a slow speed chase <laughs> and it's like basically all their cleverness is coming like oh let's revert power to this or let's try to do this or let's yeah. do that it's like but it's chasing really, the white bronco it's just it's still just a slow a slow speed chase <laughs> that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey, I, I love the uh, I love the big message in this movie though of like you know stay humble you know it, oh yeah something larger than you you know and and you got to understand you know your your place in all of it but you know that hubris really really gets you I guess that's a that's a line through all the all the Star Wars movies right Denny pretty much uh, but I really loved it in this because even you know. Luke, when he's training Ray, I loved when he like that first lesson when he's when he's teaching her about the force, you know, and yes. she's like and she's and her idea is like when he asked her for the definition, she's like, it's the power that the Jedi have. And when he kind of makes her, you know, meditated, she could see that powers within her. And he's telling her that's that's the whole point. You know, the, the force does not belong to the Jedi. It belongs to the people. Beautiful. Anyone can have it. it. Yeah, you that know, was great. And that was a good comedy line is like everything you said in that sentence was wrong. <laughs> and he delivered that twice. Yes. That I love that. That was such you know what? I really liked the Luke character in here. And do are do are, are there some things that we disagree with how we envision Luke would be? Yeah. And I'm sure that's what Mark Hamill was talking about when he wrote it. But Mark Hamill, just like he said in your trivia, he took it what was written and he really created that character to something that we can, you know, we can be on board with. Cause Denny, I, I remember telling you, it's like, p- most people are, I'm not going to like Luke in here, just his demeanor and how he is. And it's like, man, you don't, you're not the Luke I know. And you, and he really, you know, uh, beat that down is like, God, fuck this Luke, you know, and even Ray was like done with him. And I, th- I really think that goes into Mark Hamill's such a underrated underrated actor i think he he knocked it out of the fucking ballpark on this one i could understand people's uh um ill will towards yeah. this mm-hmm. but they you know they, they it's it's so tough because a lot of the fans have had this this preconceived notion of like 30 something years of what they expected luke to be mm-hmm. and you know the fact that luke is flawed in this movie and he knows it Yes. Uh, and not only that, they, the, the flaw is basically something that we've already seen in Empire because Yoda tells him about it again. You know, Luke is too, you know, in Empire, he has the force vision of Han and Leia, you know, dying on, on Bespin and he feels he, the need to go and save them. Yeah. You know, and and, and Yoda tells him, you know, the, the, their future's not set yet. Focus on the now. And it's the same in this one where, you know, Yoda tells him you're you're still focused on the horizon again. You're not focused what on what's right in front of your own nose. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is kind of, you know, Luke saw what could have been 
with with Kyle with with Ben Solo and felt yes. he had to act on it, and it wasn't set yet. And and, and and the fact that he didn't act on it, the fact that he he had a lapse in judgment, and at the last second he decided not to do it. He, yeah, he decided to pull back, but Kylo wakes up and says, "Okay, it's on." And not All only right. that, it's the shame that he still lives with it after. Yes, it's like mm-hmm. you know, I I love that line when he's like when he's te- when we finally get the real story about what happened, and Luke is like, "I lit my lightsaber, uh, lightsaber," and in that moment of clarity, he sees it and. When he kind of comes to, he sees that, you know, Kylo is like Ben is now looking at him and he, he gives that line of all I saw was a boy who was now disappointed in his master, mm-hmm. you know, because a, a his master boy. had just, yeah, a scared boy because his master had just failed him. Right. You know, Good. and I love that. And I Very love the well fact done. that, that yes. Luke, you know, realizes this and this is why he feels like he, you know, he's not, we all. A lot of people went in thinking, oh, Luke went into hiding because because the First Order beat him down. No, yeah. Luke went into hiding because he was disappointed with himself because he had failed his pupil and his pupil had turned to the dark side. Not because his pupil was seduced by Snoke. That was mm-hmm. part of it. But the fact that Luke had a lapse in judgment and failed him pushed Kylo over the edge. And, and I think Luke thought he's just going to do more damage, just create more damage if he keeps pursuing and trying so he re- basically removed himself from the equation and sort of let the galaxy you know fix itself or play out as itself and cuts himself off from the force too exactly exactly which why he knew han didn't die which at, at first i thought luke had a a hand in princess leia coming back you know not coming back from the dead but you know rescuing herself from death and then come to find out when he was disconnected no that was all her and i was yeah, like that, that, i even that, and that's what i even liked it more with prince Leia's like okay she tapped in and her fucking stand of life skills uh kicked in oh one other thing uh denny just mentioned and super spoiler fucking yoda's in this and yes was mm-hmm. he practical was that a he was. Yeah, oh, was that was awesome it looked very practical it, it really did and and he was and he was Empire Yoda. He wasn't super serious prequel Yoda. He was like still mm-hmm. and the little comedy for Yoda. Fuck, I, I was cool with. You know, like like we said, there was a lot of comedy in here. Maybe a little bit too much in some scenes, but I was fine with Yoda because he's the Yoda that we know and love. And and that was a little disappointed we didn't see Obi Wan or even Anakin. But I'll take what I can get. That's Actually, right. that their meetup was. Uh... One of three that one of three scenes that kind of got me a bit misty eyed, yes. you know, just going back to that uh, to, to that old nostalgia with like I mm-hmm. like the first one was when Luke was on the Falcon mm-hmm. and uh, he sees R2 R2 and R2 <laughs> shows him too, huh? <laughs> and R2 <laughs> shows him the, the hologram of Leia from A New Hope. Oh, that was great. And, you know, Luke has a little comedy line. Hey, that's cheating. That's but a cheap shot. It was like a cheap that's shot. What, that's what brought him back in. <laughs> yes. But exactly. Yes. And he's watching and you could Leave see it brings him to, you know, and, and then the, the scene at the end where we, we kind of see the quote unquote Luke and Leia uh, reunion. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. my God. I, I started tearing up just seeing those two together on screen again. It, you know and it makes what? me realize how cheated I like, sorry to cut you off to you, but it makes me realize how cheated we were to, you know, to not see the full reunion with the original three at all. And now, and now, because we're in spoiler alert, so super, um, I'm sorry, episode nine, no Han, no Luke, well, maybe right. Luke, but definitely no Leia. 
That's going to be I weird, think that, man. There's definitely going to yeah. be a Luke because Ashley Luke, Luke, as firmly establishes like that last meeting with Leia, he tells us, you know, nobody's ever truly gone. Truly and then gone. he tells right. he tells Kylo, uh, if you strike me down, I'm going to be with you always, just like your father. Oh, yes. that was so that was great. Great callback. <laughs> okay, so Brian and Lance, let's see, let's see who won. Denny says Luke is going to be killed in this movie. Mm-hmm. I said he is not going to die. Who won? Because did he really die or did he just evolve and become? I think he evolved, become one with the force. I don't think he do died. Too. I, I do don't think too. he died. I think I still think he died, but he died on his own terms. terms. I kind of wish they hadn't shown him fade out there at the very, very end. I kind of was hoping he was still there at the island projecting himself. I, let let me ask but, you guys this, because I was able to get this on the first viewing. Uh-huh. Did you guys really think that Luke Skywalker, uh, Luke Skywalker, really was on crate? I did, and I was like, time? these guys fucked up because what's he doing with that lightsaber? He's a uh, he. That lightsaber was broken. I was like, uh, oh, we got an error in the movie. I, and then, I, and I, then when he puts a lightsaber through him, and then it shows him just floating there. Oh my dude, yeah. I lost my fucking shit on that. As much as I wanted to see Luke and Kylo go at it in a fucking fight. A just a fight. really yeah. nasty. Uh, and that's the thing with the prequels that I like about the prequels more than the originals is you get awesome lightsaber fucking fights. You really don't get that in the, in the originals. Yeah, it's, it's the technology. Cool CGI glory. <laughs> I get that. And this. Yoda what doing ha- flips. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but what happened with this, the realization of what he was doing, I'll fucking right. take it. I will take I it. You. I thought it was the fucking coolest shit. I absolutely loved. That was probably the highlight of the movie. It was like, okay, we're mm-hmm. going to get to it. We're going to get to it. It's a good movie. Then, bam, you get punched right in the face with fucking Luke just doing his his um, his floating and, you know, his meditating. God, that was so great. I fucking loved it. What, what did you think, Brian? About, uh, about, about that scene? The, yeah. Oh, I loved it. Um, I did... I didn't catch the whole um, him not being there until Mm -hmm. they showed. But I loved the way he just projected himself and was just stalling just enough time for for them to find a way out. I really that was like one of the most uh, badass scenes in the movie. And really quick, I want to bring up another scene that I thought was badass. Um, Laura Dern's uh, when she went light speed through the ship. My theater went completely silent like. They were just amazed, and I really, I really, I didn't know where her character was going to go when you first introduce her. Mm-hmm. But I like where it ended up and what oh, she yeah. did to save everyone. And I just wanted to throw that one out there. Yeah, yeah a lot of the uh, the people in the the first screening I went to when once uh, we and not only that, but you remember like once it, her ship crashes through the uh, through Snoke's uh, dreadnought, like everything literally goes silent because they even cut like the sound in the movie yes mm-hmm. that was and cool you just get that bright light shining and it, it almost seemed I, I, I hate to kind of compare it to this it almost it seemed something out of star trek yeah it kind of did didn't it, it did it did yeah, <laughs> I got yeah very on this is a very un star wars like movie very un star wars but yet very star wars at the same time. yes yeah. completely different pace from it and it's so odd that it's part of the original star wars stories it's not like a solo it's not like a rogue one where it's exactly. offset and those are kind of expected to be a little bit different to me rogue one kind of fits more into the mold of the trilogies than this one um 
not I'm not saying that's a bad thing either. It's 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 a different take. And for some of the things I did love because you thought it was going one way, goes the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely. Oh god, that that final scene very parallel to Hoff, of course. And um, I like how Poe caught on to Luke. Lenny, you had said that, uh, or or it was Brian that said that uh, Luke was um, delaying. And Poe yeah, caught yeah. on. I was like, hey, he's, I know what he's fucking doing. Let's get out of here. Follow, uh, yeah. follow the ice dogs and let's get well, the fuck out. That's, a, that's one of the things I even loved about this movie. Well, one thing that kind of we establish in, at the end of this movie is that, uh, you know, when Luke tells Kylo, you know, the rebellion, the rebellion's not going to die today. The, the rebellion's going to be reborn. The mm-hmm. war's just begun. Just getting started. And there's, the, I will not be the last Jedi. We, we get, Mm-hmm. This is established who it is now because at the end of this movie we see that Ray is is not is now the next big Jedi. But not Absolutely. only that, we see uh, Poe grow into the leader yes. that Leia wants him to be. Mm-hmm. She sees the potential. She knows that Poe Dameron could be like the like the next leader of the rebellion. The next, but he, he's just he's just too. Uh, he's just too hot-headed at first to you know to realize it himself, and and mm-hmm. and the, and it's it's even nice that even um, uh, Admiral Holdo sees it herself too, but she just kind of can't really let him know about it now because they're they're playing things too close to the chest. Correct, correct, and he has to learn that lesson from her, from not just her. He has to learn it himself. Words from action. Yes, exactly. Learn from the actions. Learn learn from his teachers. Yep. All right, guys. Well, we've still got uh, three more movies to cover because, of course, we're recording our uh, next week's episode as well. So, uh, any well, just one more thing before any- we go, because uh, I, I have to point this out. I was when when Luke finally comes back on screen and he's talking to Leia and he pulls down his hood. That was like the first telling sign. That's like, okay, that's not him. Because I just yeah. leaned over to my friend Jeff and I was like, uh, why the hell did Luke cut his hair? And why is it not gray? Why is it not gray? Exactly. It's like oh, he, he had to stop. I didn't even notice that. Well, there was three things because when I saw that, it was like it was so weird. And I, I leaned over when I told him that. I, I told my friend Jeff, it's like I hope he's not a ghost. I hope he hasn't been a okay. ghost this whole entire time. Yeah, because yeah, now, now that you're thinking about it, he he was he was Luke from the the Kylo Ren flashback. Exactly. And then oh, wow, when we see him draw his lightsaber, it's the exact same lightsaber yeah, we saw it's... destroyed on the on the dreadnought. Mm-hmm. And here's the other little thing uh, I noticed that I I noticed it last night when I was watching. So when they're battling on crate, every time somebody touches the white salt, we see the red underneath, right? Yeah. So yes, during their battle, we get to see like their footwork, and they do a close up on Kylo Ren when he does it. Oh! He leaves a long red streak. When yes. Luke does it, How did you mention it? When Luke does it, there's nothing there's, there. There's it's still there. Salt. Oh fuck! Man, you're blowing my mind, dude. And you know what really threw me off about could it be the ghost? Because he looked like when he was fighting when when with Kylo Ren, right. but when he was that he was wearing his white Jedi robes, and here he was wearing the black outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like oh, it, he, like you said, it was him from the past, but his clothes were different. So he and his lightsaber because he had his Jedi lightsaber then when he when he when he almost killed uh, Kylo. Yeah, when he, was- he had his, his, uh, his Jedi lightsaber. Yeah. 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 Jedi. And, and yeah. here he had his father's lightsaber. He had his black Jedi outfit out. So it was really, 
That I, I guess that's why I didn't connect it. I just Which, thought he changed his clothes and they made an error also, by giving him the wrong lightsaber. It also wow. adds another layer now because I just like literally thought of it that that <laughs> Kylo is just so blinded with rage that he doesn't realize that his uncle is using the exact yes. same lightsaber that just was destroyed yes. in, uh, in his battle yes. with Ray. By the oh, way, yeah. uh, good call. This, my favorite scene in the movie, by the way, because mm-hmm. even on the third time still made me laugh was the uh, that scene where Hux was just about to kill Kylo until Kylo stirred and he had to kind of put his gun away. <laughs> yeah. It was such a great little chicken shit heel in this movie. Man, was, what? This movie needs a second viewing like right now. It does. It does. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to increase my rating. I'm giving it a nine on 10 now. There you go, man. Yes. <laughs> I may, ju- I may jump it up to eight, it. guys. It's a, See, it's after this talk, movie, man. yeah, I think I might jump it up to an eight. Real quick, just one scene that I absolutely loved fucking chewy just blowing that door oh, open yeah. basically oh, yeah. chewy's like stop being a kid let's go you know right. like chewy what are you doing here I, that was i love that scene I'm oh like, don't forget the scene with the porks too when oh, chewy's uh, about to have to eat it that was see, yeah. that oh, was yeah. a comedy Brian, bit that Brian's i was favorite i was cool characters. with that yeah. <laughs> favorite characters. The boy, mine? Yeah. <laughs> they did look delicious though. You know, I mean, you can't blame Chewy. Yeah, I will agree that when when it when it was cooked, oh man, I was getting hungry. <laughs> that was right. a that was a pretty funny scene. Okay, sorry guys. Okay, on that on that note, uh as always we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback and ideas. You know where to reach us, you know where to find us on Facebook. Uh, Denny, talk about After Midnight a little bit, man. Uh, the After Midnight podcast, it's a, ta- it's a podcast all about stories of the supernatural, the paranormal, the unexplained, conspiracy theories, and unsolved mysteries were available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Beyond Pod. Uh, go back and listen to last week's episode where it's actually uh, Jay Black and myself. Uh, we do our, uh, we, we like to do movie commentaries every once in a while, and uh this one was a little bit before myself as we were getting ready for Star Wars and we decided to do the Force Awakens movie commentary. Uh, if you stay tuned for this upcoming week uh, closer to Christmas, we'll actually have an episode on the Shroud of Turin with uh, with Louis Salgado. And after that, in the new year, we got some uh, stuff cooking. Hopefully, we'll be uh, tackling a lot more controversial uh, conspiracies, especially ones that have been happening lately. Uh, so check us out there and uh, go back and listen to our other episodes with uh, Lance where we talk about, uh, you know, Disney urban legends, uh, the ghost of the San Antonio uh, Railway, uh, the creeper in uh, the New York apartment. And uh, what was the other episode we did? I, I, I think we did three of them. Well, we, we keep meaning to do a Star Trek episode, but it hasn't got we, we haven't gotten it off the ground yet, man. Well, that's still in the, in the planning stages because uh, uh, I've been doing a lot of research on a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and uh, trying to get a lot more stuff off the ground. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to do a lot more of this in the new year. Yeah, I think I think the, the big one was the was the Disney episode. The first one we did with the with the, the local San Antonio stuff was fun. But the Disney we, we need to revisit that one, man. We will eventually sometime soon because uh, I've been finding a lot more stuff on Disney as well. And, and creepy stuff about Disney doesn't include it buying out 21st Century Fox this week oh, either. Oh, so. shit. That's another story. <laughs> Jay, yeah. you, got, you got anything else going on you want to talk about before we uh, sign off and get ready to record next week's? Uh, nope, nope. Uh, I'm I'm good. Okay. I think Yoda's here, though, right? He may be. I saw him floating around somewhere. All right. Well, until the horror returns again. <laughs> Night. Good. <laughs>